Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast. Sept twenty. What the fuck? Sept twenty. Sept twenty. Let's go. This this guy just invented a new month, bro. What the fuck? I'm stroking ten seconds into the episode. Dear God. You're huh? (laughs) You're doing Uh, what? Ten seconds into the episode? Having a stroke like you. Um, September twenty twenty two. In the books. Uh, hello, Justin, Derek, and Jacob. How are you doing this afternoon? Uh, I have a really bad headache right now. I'm doing very well, thank you. You just said you were hungover, you liar. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe he exposed him like that. That's crazy. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing this at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon, so I woke up like an hour ago. So, (laughs) you know what? You're hungover, but you sound great, Jacob. Thank you. I woke up at like 7 a.m. and then 8.45 after going to bed at 1.30. So I... Oh, jeez. Yeah, I went to bed at 5, so... (laughs) So, yeah, this is like... I think this is our first time ever recording like mid-afternoon. For a for no, a for a for main a, episode anyway. Yeah, episode, we, yeah, we've done three p.m. after hours for a couple yeah. of after after hours. hours. But for a main episode, so if this one's a little different, it's probably because we're not off the goop at nine p.m. Facts off the goop. <laughs> Wait, know. that's that's an episode <laughs> title if I've you, ever heard you, it. I like how Derek said facts, and then because like, well, it sounded right. Like I'm like, yeah, we're off the goop, and then I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jake, I'm out of what it. What on God's green earth does "off the goop" mean? <laughs> I gotta just know. Out, just it's it's a phrase for being like when you're when you're out of it, off the goop. I'm off the goop. <laughs> That's phenomenal. You know, next time we do one of the Pokemon things, that's ten characters. I'm naming my starter <laughs> off the goop. That's my rivals. <laughs> that's <gonna> I, looked, <laughs> I looked up off the goop, and it's there's a I think rap artist called Young Gravy and B. Yes. No dollars. Yo. <laughs> I'm going to see them in November. You're going to go see Young Gravy? And Baby No Money, yes. Damn. Yo, people tell me all the time I look like Young Gravy. And some people tell me I sound like him, and I don't see it, but I've gotten it like 10 times. And it's kind of, I'm over it. It's kind of like How? when somebody tells you you look like your parents, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, really? Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Imagine how many times I've been like, ah, ha, Jake from State Farm, haha. Yeah. And then like, and then I like Justin I, from State I've had Farm. Multiple people ask me, oh, um, "Did you ever dress up as Jake from State Farm for Halloween?" Yes, of course I did. I was forced <laughs> a little child. It's not. It's not my first name they use. It's my last name, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, I got you, Jacob. Yeah. What about you, brother? I don't know. Duh. What are we talking about? We just <laughs> make fun of either. him being Canadian. No, yeah, exactly, Jake. I want to circle back here. What do you mean you were like forced to? to dress up as jake from state farm as a kid hasn't jake from uh, state farm only been around for like five six years no he's no been jake from state farm was definitely around in at least 2012 what the fuck bro my concept of time is so messed up yeah i feel like i feel like i was like actively aware of myself and had memories when jake from state farm first pulled up and now it's like i don't know i wouldn't have expected that when i was like 11 i was 11 in 2012 Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> this is a music podcast, by the way. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm busy. I'm having here. an existential crisis right now. So if, if you're just... new here, we talk about our favorite releases of the month, starting with singles, and we'll talk about EPs and albums at the end. Uh, we're talking about less singles than usual because we're kind of sick of doing three and a half hour long Are episodes. We? 
we? I don't think we're talking about uh, Tulus. Tulus, because, because Justin is unhinged. Because Justin is unhinged. Bro, wait, Justin, how many did you put in here? One, two, three, four, five, I six, seven, I complain. I put eight, on. nine. Justin, <laughs> he put in nine. <laughs> yeah, and Jake has added more in previous podcasts. I was a little... <laughs> September 30th decided to be unhinged. Not me. <laughs> I disagree, but anyway, if you want to keep oh, up to date man. with this podcast, you can follow us on social media at HiveMindRadio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on Spotify, HiveMindRadio Recap. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to hit 100 subscribers by the end of the year, and you can also tune into these episodes live at the beginning of each month. We're live on YouTube right now as we're uh, recording this, although if you're listening to this on Spotify or the uh, edited episode after the fact, no, we're not live as you're listening to this. Um also, we're approaching 100 subs on YouTube, yes. so go subscribe. <laughs> yeah, I said, said that. that. But just, reinf- just to reinforce yeah, it, how yeah, many say it again. We hit, 100 follow- we hit 100 followers on Instagram this year. Now to get 100 yes. subscribers on YouTube. We got Okay, this. please. Men. Thank you. We appreciate I, you. I also, on the podcast, now that Jake has done his shilling, I would like to personally thank everyone for rooting for Team Justin and Jake for the Pokemon playthrough. <laughs> Man, did we did we did we lose? Is that how that goes? If we yeah, lose the we final did. one, we lose. I, uh, here's that's, the, here's the some, thing: balls, we won the final bro. fight with a three percent Chandelure, yeah. but you guys have won the lo- the most like actual matches, and we also had the most dead Pokemon. So yeah, I think I we think won. If, what, we're if we're counting the two that I lost in the final cage match, I had a complete dead box. I had an overflowing dead box. I think it's a tie, it was bad. and I'll accept yeah, I'm, that. Yeah, I'm down to leave it at a, at a tie. <laughs> if you're wondering what we're talking about, go uh, check out Justin and Jake's Twitter. Facts. That was really, that, it was one that was big our ploy more, it really was, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> to get social media interactions, Twitter likes. <laughs> Let's go. It was, it was one big ploy to get more followers on Twitter. Not even on the not even on the hive mind one either. He's like, yeah, go check out Jake and Justin's Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah, do appreciate that. Thank you. If you want the the losers Twitter, aka the the tied Twitter, go check out me and Jacob. <laughs> uh, we should talk about music. What do you say? We should. Polyphia have released a new single off their upcoming album called ABC, featuring Sophia Black. Someone call a I'm not gonna lie, guys. This is my favorite song of the month. Wow, we're already there, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're there on track one, and it's all downhill from here. Okay, I've come to the conclusion that I, I do not really like instrumental music. Like, this song has, like, proven it, and we're gonna talk about this later, but... I think, like this is this sounds like poppy almost. What like and like like poppy like, like the genre yeah, or poppy the, like the, the artist? The artist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Both, I guess actually. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting. I can't it's... say I've heard anything else particularly like this this year, maybe ever, other than poppy. Poppy's like the closest comparison I think you can make, and even then, this is still very mm-hmm. far off. I think. For me, it's really interesting because, I mean, I it's no secret I really, really like Polyphia. 
and I'm fine with the instrumentation because I feel like Polyphia's melodies and like the way that the instrument sounds often come across like vocals would, but then you take the vocals and put them on top to match that same melody. And so it it's just, it really is. It's unlike anything I've really ever heard because the vocal melody should not be able to match a lot of the instrumental melody. Like when she runs through the alphabet at the end of the chorus, like yeah, yeah. if you listen to the instruments behind it, like it's driving it forward. It's crazy. Um, but the, the way that the instruments and vocals work together on the, the start of the chorus where it's someone call a paramedic is like easily probably my favorite vocal delivery of the year. Like just the way that it sounds, I I love it. I love this that, song. It's so I, that's also my playable. favorite part of the song. The the deliver and paramedic is so good. This is yeah. my favorite Poifia song uh, for this album cycle, maybe ever. I haven't heard too much of their older stuff. So all it took was vocals. Actually, like all the all the Polyphia songs I like are like with uh, vocals. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I still I... like uh, playing God and Neurotica, but this is definitely betterer. And I think the vocals add a lot to it. And specifically the Sophia Black feature. I think very carefully selected feature on this song. Yeah. I <laughs> she I'd never heard of her before this, but she absolutely killed it. Yep. Um I think Polyphia being as like I don't want to say like famous, but like for an instrumental band, they are really popular. Mm -hmm. Um, especially this album cycle. And this song in particular is already like on pace to outdo Neurotica in terms of streaming numbers and like everything. And I think that if this band permanently added, like not even that they need to add a vocalist, but if they added something like, or if they did it like a full album full of vocal features, you know how fucking yes. big this band yeah. would be? Like, it would be ridiculous. I want to see them do that. I want to see Issues do that. Now that Tyler Carter's gone, like all these really talented instrumental bands, I kind of, as much as I do enjoy the instrumental music, I want a full album full of just different features Even from if the it's scene, outside the scene. That would be yeah. so cool, actually. Yeah. Because this, I think this and uh, So Strange featuring uh, Kuko from their 2018 album are like two really, really good examples of how well they can make that work. Um, and I think a lot of similar bands have done it. Um, a band called Skyhaven had a couple vocal features on a similar album a couple years back, and it was really, really good, so... Anyway, this, I think, with being at two and a half minutes is so easily replayable. It's so catchy. I love it. I'm really, really excited for this album. New Levels, New Devils, 2018 album was really good, but I think that this is about to blow that out of the water. They're four for four on singles for me. And I'm really, really excited. Thing comes out next month, right? The album? You're Pretty sure. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Never mind. They didn't actually put it in their Spotify bio well that's embarrassing okay well <laughs> it's soon it's either october or november which means we might get one more single so i'm completely okay with that moving speaking on catchy yeah speaking of catchy and speaking of getting lucky in pokemon nuzlocks <laughs> <laughs> concrete castles have dropped a brand new song called lucky yeah how'd you get so lucky Tell me what it's like. How'd you get so lucky? Lucky. Justin, you're the one that landed three hypnosis in a row. Answer the question. Yeah, man. <laughs> and the, and that Toxic. That bullshit confuse right? <laughs> uh, um, anyway. I didn't uh, listen to this. Oh, come on. Man. 
I saw this live. Oh, you did? With, it was acoustic, too, so it was really... Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. This would sound acoustic, actually. Like, I... Huh. How did it, it sound? Very, it was very interesting. Did they change I don't up think, the tempo I think I like... What'd you say? I said, did they, did they change up the tempo at all? Because, like, I feel like this is a song that's very, like... It leans a lot into its energy type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, I don't think so. Honestly, it's been so. It's been like a month, so I, it's hard to remember. You forgot it. You pressed it. I, I, I did enjoy that Concrete Castles show, so I can tell you that. This is my favorite song of there since their album from last year. Pretty easily. This yes. is stupid yep. catchy. And just it's stupid catchy like vocally but also instrumentally there's like a level of sass to the guitar and bass in this song yeah that just it it really is it all comes together in this like i don't it's a very fun energy it's also lyrically this feels like a diss track in a way to all the people that are like you only want to be our friend now that we're popular yeah yeah how'd you get so lucky type thing you, you just got lucky to be successful i don't know uh either way this is uh my favorite single of the month so <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're starting off with everybody's down. favorites here <laughs> yeah all all down well not all downhill from here but singles wise it's mostly downhill from here uh, <laughs> that's concrete castles are great no, this song is gonna great. tune out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we got through the two. We're good. Just wait, wait for the albums and EPs. Years. There's a, there's some redemption. There's some. Redemption well, there's there's some on. good singles here too. I yeah. think September is definitely a month that lent itself more to the albums and the singles, at least yes. for me personally. Yes. I know. I'm I'm looking at the last like six singles in the playlist, and I know Justin's sitting there like, well, I don't know about that, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> hello, the Justin guarantee. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have too much more to add to this ca uh, Concrete Castle song. It's stupid catchy. It's an earworm. Listen to it. As Concrete Castles do. Yeah. <laughs> the Concrete they, Castle standard. They can't this miss, point. yeah. We Came as Romans released, I'm going to assume, is the final single for their upcoming album. It's titled Golden. Off the upcoming album Dark Bloom, right? That's yes. the name, but yeah. I believe so. This is about Kyle, right? I would assume so. Yeah. Because I was listening to this and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah. It's heavy. And like like not even instrumentally or vocally heavy. I mean it's we came as Romans, so you know. It's gonna be heavy in some respect probably, but like lyrically, especially if this is about Kyle, ooh. And yeah, I think that's like the main reason I added it. Like, I I I miss Kyle, <laughs> and I think it's 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 really sad because I want to like what they're doing now more, mm -hmm. but I just can't get into it without him there. I think for me, and I mean, I say this as somebody who you know wasn't necessarily. Um, the biggest fan of either band of their older older material, um, but they feel very similar to Architects to me, 
where they lost a very important member and suddenly it feels like a part of the band is gone and they're trying to like yeah. compensate for that void but they aren't really able to do it because i mean like i i enjoy daggers is easily my favorite we came as roman so you know like that that this kind of newer we'll call it era i guess without kyle um i enjoy it as a casual listener you know their older stuff it's all good i like it i don't love it but it feels a lot more generic and outside of this song it feels like a lot of that soul is gone you know, which makes sense because a big part of the band died, like one of their friends, you know, a, a major part of the band. Mm -hmm. um, but it does, it feels like an entirely different band, I think. Like listening to something like um, To Plant a Seed or Cold Like War, and then in contrast to some of these newer ones, you know, I don't feel like, I mean, I guess Learning to Survive is really popular, but it doesn't feel like anything that would have necessarily maybe like earned its place on Octane type of thing. Whereas a lot of these singles feel like they're more generic, crafted for for radio type of thing, mm. um, more easily accessible at the expense of a lot of what I think made the band kind of more special before. Um, and yeah. so special for so many people, which is why losing Kyle hurts so much. But I'm coming at this with a different perspective because I was never really into the band. Until uh, Dark Bloom came out, that was the first song of theirs that I really got into and then black hole from last year is my favorite song of theirs i haven't listened to cold like war or anything prior really so i feel like how hard and how heavy this song hits most people isn't hitting me just because i haven't been a fan of the band for that long so i don't really have that context i mean it's yeah. still it's a it's a good song but i'm not connecting with it in the same way that i feel like most of their fans probably are so I don't feel like I'm getting the full experience with this song at this point. I saw them live before, like, this is like literally like two days before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the energy in that room was insane. Like, the amount of, like, sadness and emotion. Like, I was, like, in tears. Like, literally... Mm at that concert and i think maybe you have to experience maybe that like i only got into we came as romans like right before cold out cold like war came out so my like that's my only experience with like kyle and mm. like even even like as someone who hasn't really listened to them for that long or at that time hadn't literally listened to them for like their whole discography I, f I could feel the emotion in the room and yeah <laughs> yeah i mean every, he was a big member of the scene in general i mean that like the foundation of of the scene i feel like were a couple of bands and a couple of people you know kyle pavone chester bennington comes to mind mm -hmm. you know i mean it, it's a big loss and so i think that this this song does a really good job of um bringing back some of what i think the band lost when they lost kyle mm -hmm. um I think both those those two singles they released oh like three years ago like they were just two like one-off singles yeah right? yeah those one i can't remember which one from the first note i want to say had like a vocal track from uh what, what song was it to plant a seed maybe Maybe I don't remember. It's been <laughs> it's been too long. 
yeah i think we should i think we should move on i don't know if yeah. you wanted to add anything no okay. just i mean a, a, a good song <laughs> no 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 i'm not much more to say it's just that it's it's a good song and i think even if somebody wasn't a big we came as romans fan you can feel kyle's absence yeah. and i i like that this song brings back you know kind of a lyrical memorial to him but also that it, mm-hmm. it calls back to some of the more emotional side of this band that i think yes. has been missing largely in the past couple of singles Speaking of a band that's delivering quite a fair bit of emotion, I'd say, uh, Fit for a King have released their newest single, Falling Through the Sky. This is probably my favorite single so far. I think so too. This, when is this album coming out again? Next month, I don't know the exact date. I can't remember. Oh, October. I I did look it up, by the way. The Polyphy album is coming out next month. So, <laughs> Shout out October for having we're eight fucked. gajillion albums. Yeah, we're screwed. Um, this, this reminds me a lot of um, Fighting Gravity off that uh, of Mice and Men album from last year. That is a good comparison. The same sort of kind of imagery of like, you know, falling through the sky or whatever, kind of fighting gravity, floating, falling, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that it's a very melodic song. I I want to know your thoughts on the breakdown because I didn't like it the first time I heard it. I thought it was too weird and the spacing was a little bit too much in between each like hit, like it left too much space. And then I listened to it a couple more times and it just works perfectly. Fit for the King have been the kings of weird breakdowns this year. Yeah. Had a bit of an odd one. And had a pretty strange one. This one also just has a weird amount of space. I don't know what's going on with their breakdowns. Like, I kind of fuck with it. Like, good on them for not just doing a stereotypical breakdown that we've heard 600 times before. Right. Wait, I well, just realized I see this band on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Better get learning those lyrics, then. Yeah. Um, no, I think that I think that's something that I appreciate the most about this album cycle. And um, Ryan Kirby did say that, like, even if this song does feel weird, it's going to fit a lot better on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings me a lot of hope for this compared to the path. And I know I'm saying that like it wasn't in Jake's top ten of uh, 2020, um, but the path felt very a little more generic. I guess I didn't feel like it really stretched any boundaries. Whereas with this, it feels like not only have they hit a return to form, but like three singles deep, you know, this, this feels new for them. Almost. It keeps some of those older or that older fit for a King kind of vibe, but they've, they've put it into a new way. And especially if it's going to fit better on the album. um, I'm very hopeful that this is going to reach the same highs that I liked about the path. And then, you know, beat out all the lows <laughs> that I didn't like about the path. Um, I'm wasn't sure what to think with Reaper, but I think with um, the other side and falling through the sky, I'm now really, really excited for this album. In a weird twist of fate, Reaper is still my favorite single. I would have never expected that, not in a million years. <laughs> like, this is, my, seriously, second, this is my second favorite single, though. I enjoy the very Queen focused vocals on this song if ryan kirby made a side project for single-handedly doing queen vocals i'm thinking something like in the style of a normandy 
I would love that. I, <laughs> I'd be surprised if that ever happens, but he's just such a talented, versatile vocalist that I feel like he can kind of just do whatever the hell he wants and it'll be good. Yeah. I see it's interesting because I'm the exact opposite. I, I really like his unclean his cleans are good, but I miss tuck. <laughs> I want yep. more tuck cleans. Me too. Uh, right. I'm indifferent. Oh it me, all but you, for me. what 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 is Tuck's other band that we can show real quick? It's like it, I'm in a van. What the fuck is in it? Do you Jacob, do you know what I'm talking about? Tuck's side no. project? No. Uh let me let me real quick talk fit for a king. Oh, I don't remember. Shit. But he has a side project with only his cleans. So, you know. Fit for king the vampire. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So, if if you want more if you want tuck, there is a a project out there that you can get your fix on. Noted. Uh I think the last thing I want to say is that uh I don't think this album's shaping up to be as good as The Path for me, but I think it's still going to be a very enjoyable album. I, I have not been disappointed yet. You really are subverting all my expectations to what I would have expected you to think about this album, Cycle. <laughs> I, yeah, I, honestly, I'm a little underwhelmed as well. I'm probably more so than Jake. Like, I don't think yeah. I've really been going back to any of these singles. Yeah, like, that's maybe like, this, this is maybe a really show... good song. I like this a lot more than End. This is mm-hmm. like comparable to i'm thinking what's locked in my head was like the queen mm-hmm. single from the path and i really liked that song and i feel like falling through the sky is like the successor to that song and i have not listened to it nearly as much in comparison and i don't know why because both are great songs it's just not been something i've gone back to very much it's yeah. just it's just kind of there it's a good song that's just kind of there well, i think the 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 path was meant a lot more for like radio or one-offs which is part of why i didn't like it as much like it didn't feel as much of a cohesive album to me but you had songs like break in the mirror especially god of fire i could oh, not put god of fire down fire. in that drop yeah yep. whereas with these none of these have that same kind of single powers radio staying power but i think this album as a whole is going to feel a lot better than the path did for me just because of that that it doesn't feel like there are any singles that are necessary they could work on radio but they're not meant for it you know so what i'm hearing is that this album discussion next month is going to be a fun one it's going to be interesting, unless it completely flops and subverts all of our expectations Imagine, and disappoints everybody. You know what? I, you know would be like the craziest thing. It's like it's like we all hate it, but Justin loves it. <laughs> Just biting my tongue the whole time. <laughs> Comes through at the end, like yeah, guys. I think this is my album of the year. So, oh, okay. <laughs> but with what Justin has said about his top ten albums of the year at this point, I wouldn't be. Who surprised. the fuck knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It's an enigma. I'm- yeah. I've been purposely silent on them because I know mine are going to be the most interesting because <laughs> my tastes are so different. Lorna yeah, Shore. the least the least predictable. Yeah, we're going to get the Lorna Shore AOTY from <laughs> totally. Justin. Right, there he, he said it totally. He said it. <laughs> Mark it down. Confirmed. Write it down. Lock it in. We have it recorded. Uh, anyway, speaking of Deathcore. I was about to say, yeah. Chelsea Grin have released their new signal Sig- single, it's not signal. The isness. <laughs> I heard three seconds of this song, and that's all I needed to know. 
The Isness sounds like a Dr. Seuss character. Why is that so right? What the fuck? Sneed in the Isness. This song blows. <laughs> I'm gonna be really? super real. Yeah. I don't like it wow. at all. I, I guess blows is a little harsh. I, I just wanted some contrast to Dr. Seuss. Um, no, it's it's okay. I I think mm, it's a lot better than the other single. What was the other single? I don't even remember. It was Origin of Sin. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just both of these are completely, absolutely, and unequivocally obliterated by everything off of Eternal Nightmare so far. So it's just like... Really? What about those two singles uh, we got a few years ago, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blind Kings and... Oh, God, I don't remember the other one. Yeah, they both slap, though. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> if they, if those were the two lead singles for this album instead of this, then, you know, we might be having a different discussion right now. I think it's not even that it's bad. It's just, and we're going to talk about this again here in a couple of songs, but that this felt very predictable to me. And I listened to it and it came and went. And it's like, all right, I listened to some deathcore. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't feel like it's got the same replayability appeal to me as songs like, I don't know, Limbs does off of um eternal nightmare that i listen to these and it's okay and if i was in like a really pissed off mood and i wanted to throw on my like crowd killing the furniture playlist then this would fit right in and i'd be happy with it <laughs> but in terms of just like a signal for an album I'm listening to it, i'm like okay it's fine i'll give it like a six both of these said, have been like a six you said it's fine i said you it's said fine it's i fine. said the line yeah i mean it exists it's okay it's chelsea grin doing chelsea grin things that I just I don't think like they're doing anything new or better than they were four years ago. So that's fair, especially when they're outshined by those other two, um, Bleeding Sun and, and the other one. Um, I wouldn't looked it up. Name. Yeah, Blind Kings. Blind Kings and Bleeding Sun. I think blow these out of the yeah. water. Some left like okay, we're two years you removed know, from those. These are kind of worse. Fair. Yeah. I do like those singles a little better. Yeah, uh, I thought this was playlist worthy here, so I added it. And I think it's a step up from the first single we got. Honestly, I like the first one more, actually, when I think <laughs> about it. Because I feel like the lead single for Deathcore bands is always going to be the best. Like, out of all the singles, just because I, I feel like with Deathcore, there's this, like, certain nece- necessity to, like, almost hit your listeners with shock value. To, like, draw mm-hmm. them into the album yeah, type of like, thing. To the Hellfire, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... I'm I'm listening to this and I'm like, yeah, it's not as good just because I think the first single is always gonna have like the better breakdown or <laughs> whatever to, it is that's to gonna try and draw fire, me back. AKA in. the pig squeal heard around the world. Yeah, exactly. As I said, I, I heard three seconds of this song and that's all I needed to know. <laughs> Let's move on. I, I'm still gonna check out this album, but I'm just I'm not super excited for There's it. There's two albums, you know. There's two Chelsea Grin albums. Yeah, one in the new year and one in November. Oh damn. Okay, well. Maybe then. Maybe the next one can redeem itself. We'll see. I'm listening to both. I'm just not super excited. All right. Albums I am excited for, though. Uh, Bill Murray has dropped two new singles, uh, The Void Approacheth and Corn Fed Yetis. I want to talk about the void approacheth first, because it's, it's the probably, better one. Because it's the better one. <laughs> yeah, it is the better Easily. one. Um, yeah. 
It's probably a top three Bill Murray song for me, next to Egg and probably some song from that album from last year that I don't remember. Uh, and I think that says a lot about my favorite Bill Murray songs. <laughs> this is a good Bill Murray song. I haven't listened to it in two weeks. Oh, man. Dude, this feature is really good. Really, yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah I went and actually listened to uh, some of Summer Hoop's original music after hearing the feature, and it's pretty good. So um, I should recommend checking that out. The album jumps Especially from the 14th? You, Derek. 14th. We got two weeks. Not to date the episode, but you know. Oh, I say I that like we're not streaming live. <laughs> yeah, like you already dated it earlier. This, this <laughs> I'm, in I'm in recording round mode. That's why I'm <laughs> I love um, Bill, Bill Murray always does this. He always finds a way to like have like a funny title and non-serious mm -hmm. marketing. And then the, the lyricism in the song is always like <laughs> really so deep and great. depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so relatable. I, yeah, I mean, it's. Can we talk about the video because they <laughs> mocapped and did it all in Unreal Engine. Yeah, and it's yeah. for it's both fucking of them. wild. For both videos. It, yeah, for both of them, for both videos, just just them, and then it, it's so fucking weird because such well, a that's Bill, Bill Murray thing to do. That's Bill Murray mm -hmm. in a nutshell, it but like, see, so, yeah, I'm not too surprised because it's Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. It's just. God, it seems like every bar of a reality, Bill Murray has <laughs> the break. Yeah, he truly, the man truly does not give a fuck. Like I, yeah. he makes like whatever guy, music he wants to, and he if, makes whatever merch he yeah. wants to. Bill yeah. Murray has perfected the art of not giving a fuck. This fucking okay. guy has sold potato bags. <laughs> they sold out. They did He's, sell out. I want Bill Murray to sell eggs. Bill Murray eggs. Bill Murray eggs. Uh, I wonder if there's a list of all the wacky Bill Murray merch. Oh, there's gotta this, be. This, uh, these two singles have made me way more excited for this album that we're getting this year than the one we got last year. Like, like tenfold. Uh, Corn Fed Yetis I wasn't too high on. I don't know. The, the feature I didn't like as much. But that's the also like just Fed Yetis. Cornfed Yetis reminds me of every reason why I find Bill Murray underwhelming. <laughs> Man. Damn, that's, that's a little... Uh, Alright, I mean, I, I get it, because it's, it's like also my... When, at this point, like, I've listened to two Bill Murray albums for the past two years, and generally, I feel, I feel the same about both of them. A, a very neutral, it's fine. And Cornfed Yetis falls perfectly into that definition that I've set up for myself. The Void Approacheth is giving me at least something to chew on for a few days. And yeah. It's, I, I don't know. Bill Murray's I, just, it's just one of those bands that's not going to click for me ever fully, I think. See, that's, hmm, that kind of, I get it, but at the same time, for me, the, the appeal is the exact same reason, is that, like, it's just so all over the place that I like everything. There's not anything for me to not like, I guess, like overall in terms of like how he spans genres or whatever he does. I mean, I say that like I didn't, I wasn't as big of a fan of Chord Fit Yetis, but I really like the Knox feature. I think the thing keeping me back was the switch up in the drum tempo to the chorus. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I think that this is shaping up to be better than 400 pound back squat. I didn't love 400 pound back squat, 
this is as far as i'm concerned i think that corn fed yetis even if i don't like it now is definitely going to be one that clicks with me on the album so yeah. i'm waiting i'm patient um we yeah, got two I weeks think, to this and i'm excited i think this like bull like i said even corn fed yetis which i don't like as much as the void approacher i think it's miles above the anything off the album we got last year yeah moving on wavered have put out a brand new song called dear past present and future we talked about them for the first time last year with uh when the sun never shines on me that absolute banger of a metalcore song still their best song still their best song very true this is their second best song i think yes absolutely Um, they released some song with another really long name back in April. Didn't really stick with me at all. This one's sticking with me more. This band, for their size, they are doing something different. I can't exactly pinpoint what it is, but there is something different about this band that makes me really enjoy their sound. They're being They're architects not like ev- in yeah. place of architects. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's one way to put it. They're... I don't know. There's so many like small bands that kind of just sound the same. And as much as wavered are kind of do it like architects, but not architects type thing. I still feel like they're, uh, they're doing it different. That's all I can really say. They're doing it a little different. Uh, I added this song to the playlist. That's kind of all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you, you, you covered it. I think it's definitely a case of like, Kind of like how with fashion, it's on like a 20-year cycle, right? So what was once popular 20 years ago will come back kind of vintage. You're back in the mainstream. I think that that's what's going on here is that this sound was really prevalent from like 2016 to 2018. And then people kind of drifted away from it. So now that they're doing it, like, you know, four to six years later, it feels fresh again. They're like, no other bands are doing this now. And it's because people already did it. Now they're coming back to it. Um Again, they're architects in, in place of architects. And, you know, for better or for worse, I really enjoy it. Um, something about this isn't quite clicking with me enough for me to, like, playlist it. But I still think this is their second best song. And It doesn't have the same wow factor that When the Sun Never yeah, Shines on Me has. Yeah, yeah. Well, the good news for them is that when that, When the Sun Never Shines, uh, you know. Um, that one. The <laughs> when that dropped, they were sitting at, like, 300 monthly listeners. And now I think they're at, like, 1,200, 1,300. So, you know. The 300-400% increase. I think we take those for Wavered. Another just small band that we really enjoy. And definitely worth checking out if you haven't heard of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Lorna Shore have dropped two new singles. uh, Pain Remains 1, Dancing Like Flames, and the sequel, Pain Remains 2, After All I've Done, I'll Disappear. I think it's um, it's like one long song just split into three. Yeah, and we got two parts of it. I noticed that when it felt like the um, it cuts off. Yeah. It cuts off at the start Dude, of the first song. You yeah. know what really pisses me off is when you put play them back to back. There's still mm-hmm. a little gap there. There is, yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully Which... that's fixed on the album. I I I assume it will be. Yeah, I don't know if it's just a Spotify thing. I have Seamless transitioning on or whatever the setting is, so I was hoping that it would go together. But yeah, it did feel a little disjointed. 
Um, and if they don't fix it, it feels a little weird and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the Pain Remains one is the better of the two. I would say, or the one I enjoy more. Um, I will agree with that because there is a minute of instrumental opening, and that's more Lorna Shore <laughs> than I've ever enjoyed. <laughs> I'm kind of over Lorna Shore. <laughs> See, the reason I added this is because, like, I didn't add any of the other singles because, honestly, the last few, I don't remember, I don't even know how many other singles there are. I think there's maybe two? Um, an amount let me see curse to die into the earth and sun eater so there's there's five singles now there's there's five total three before these three before these i think they all sounded the same they do and i think this is like it's a it's an interesting thing for deathcore because it's like really like i don't know if you watched the video for for these but Mm -mm. It is really you should you have to watch that okay. video. Okay. Um, like you're almost on the verge of tears watching this, and I'm like, okay. it's like I'm getting my ears blasted out, <laughs> and I'm like crying. Um, it's quite an experience. It's almost it kind of is like the um, the knocked loose. Oh yeah. Movie, okay. Where you okay. need to you need to watch the video. Okay. Yeah, um, I... I don't really have a lot to say. I think that. It is alarming that a lot of their songs sound the same, and I do I do enjoy these a lot more. Maybe that's because of the video, but I think for me, what what I'm feeling as far as these singles go, as opposed to the EP from last year, is that I go into it knowing that I've got three songs, and I'm only gonna have three songs, Mm. so I can sit there and it's like, all right, even if these are a little longer and parts of them sound the same. There's always going to be that one moment in each of the three that make that EP worth listening to as a yes. whole. At this point, this album's slated to be like an hour long. I don't know if I can do... I mean, these songs have all been five true, plus true, minutes, true. I'm pretty true. sure. And I think yeah. Immortal, Immortal was, I guess, 45 minutes. But most of those songs are all three, four minutes. Um, even Even 45 minutes of this is just like... I appreciate what they're doing where the songs like these with Pain Remains 1 and 2 and I guess eventually a third part that they're going to transition into one another. I can't take 15 straight minutes of the same Lorna Shore <laughs> I can't do it. And it's not even that it's too heavy. It's just boring because they all sound the same. I don't want 50 minutes of an album that all sounds the same, especially when it's this genre. You know, I feel like Deathcore very easily falls into like this trap of... Yeah. It sounds this way. And I think that the appeal to Lorna Shore is, okay, we get a solo, we'll get some like crazy breakdown out of a six-minute song, and you're kind of just sitting there for the other four minutes and 30 seconds of the six minutes <laughs> of the craziness waiting for that moment. At least that's how it is for me. And it's just like, I don't want a whole album of that. And if all these singles are sounding the same, then like I'm still going to listen to it, but yeah. I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, like that EP is like, it's it's like 18 minutes right it's yeah like, yeah and yeah that 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 level of learn ashore that time it's it's digestible i can take you know even if they put out an ep pain remains one two and three perfect mm. i'm fine with it but if it's bookended by like four other songs on either side that all sound the same that's not an album i want to listen to so 
I'm hoping maybe there will be some variation on the album, but five singles deep, I'm not super hopeful. Yeah. Well, that's why we haven't talked about any of the other singles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, are we good to move on? Yeah. Um, albums that I am surprisingly excited for. Uh, yeah. Sleeping the Sirens have dropped their newest single, Complete Collapse. Which is also the title track off of their upcoming album. Oh, damn. Okay. I didn't know that, and now I'm kind of upset. <laughs> I don't like hearing the opener, I don't like hearing the closer, and I don't like hearing the title track. I like saving those to the album. I don't know what the opener is, but I feel like we've probably heard it already. So, probably. two out of three. Um, so, we only talked about Let You Down last month, but there was a second single released with that. It's the worst single, that's why we didn't talk about it. <laughs> uh, so, basically, what I'm trying to say here is that we're five singles in, and four of these singles are better than anything off of their last album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been this excited for a Sleeping With Science. Yeah. I haven't either. I mean, I, I didn't know... I, I didn't know about them until probably like 2017, 2018. Yeah. So I've only had how it feels to be lost as like a new release. Um, I still think that with ears to see and eyes to hear is their strongest release, even with yes. these five singles. But yeah, you know, a couple of singles into how it feels to be lost, I wasn't feeling it. This I'm excited. Complete collapse is really good. Let you down was really good. Bloody knuckles is catchy as all hell. Control out the lead is you know <laughs> take one over. There. It's still it's there. It's, it, it exists. Um, I don't way, think it's none of these up? are the opener or closer. Thank God. Okay, the nice. so. Cool. When is this slated to come out? Uh, we two know. weeks. Next month. Holy shit, October. Next month is yeah. suspect. Yeah, yeah. October is oh. crazy, dude. Yep. Gonna go down to four singles each for October. <laughs> 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 uh. yeah, yeah, I really like this. I, I don't even know, like... It feels crazy to say that a song this good is only my third favorite single. Like, yeah. I think this is my favorite. It's my second. Let You Down is still my my favorite. I I think it's between it's between Let You Down, Bloody Knuckles, and this. And I don't know. All three of them are so close to me that I, I kind of don't care what the order is. They're just all good. And somehow Sleeping With Sirens is making a run for like a borderline top 10 album of the year for me. Mm-hmm. I would I be surprised if, if it makes it at the end of the year. <laughs> at yeah. this point, anyway. But, like, four out of five... If Let You Down is... Or, no, no. If Control at Delete is the worst single on the album, like... I think there's a chance. Yeah. Which is I, crazy. I'll, I'll mention this again later when we talk about one of the albums. I feel like, for me, that as much as I enjoy these singles, I don't think it's going to make a run for my top ten, but it's definitely going to be one that gives me a lot of songs that I can like enjoy and listen to, yep. and if nothing else, it's just going to be a fun listen. They've I, got, I project they've this got a to lot be of energy. Like a solid top 20 contender. Not yeah. top 10, but like something that, like, there's good stuff on here. It's not, yeah. like, it's not the peak, but, like, something that I'm not going to be upset that I gave it a listen at all. And saying that about Sweeping with Sirens after that last album, which only had a couple of redeemable songs, is yeah. that it, it's something I wasn't expecting to be saying. Um, now, the rest of the album, having said that, the rest of the album could be entirely redeemable. It very well could be. So we'll I'm not going to call it too early, but there's a chance. Uh, before we move on, my favorite part of the song is the delivery on Sometimes I Don't Want to Feel Nothing on the Inside. Mm. 
just the delivery on that vocal in particular is just fantastic um yeah i'm surprisingly excited about this album and i'm glad that's a sentiment that we're all kind of feeling jake i want to hear what you have to uh, say about this next song <laughs> wow good pun yes red hook <laughs> dropped a brand new song called say I really, am I tripping? I looked at this and I didn't see the title of the song. I just saw the album art and I thought that the tape said gay on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just had this piece of tape that I get. I'm like, what is the metaphor? <laughs> what am I missing? Uh, you need to learn your ABCs again. Facts. I got to listen to that Polyphia song <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Listen to the four second alphabet of that song a few more times and then maybe you'll actually hear it. Uh, I think this is a stupid, catchy chorus. I oh, feel yeah. like this kind of been a theme this month. Like, before you even finish your first listen to this song, you're going to have say what you want to say, what you want to say, stuck in your head. It's just it's just an earworm. Red Hook are, ever since that EP from last year, they've been pretty consistently delivering, in my opinion. And this is just another really solid song from them. Uh, cool little breakdown at the end too. The outro of the song, it's like not even ten seconds long. Came the fuck out of nowhere, uh, but I enjoyed it. Chorus is really catchy. I think the verses are solid as usual. I don't think this is their best song, but it's another enjoyable Red Hook song. Yeah, it's the Red Hook guarantee for me. Where I love the energy, I love the instrumentation. I can take or leave the vocals and lyricism. They've always got such an ear for melody and yeah. and energy, but. You know, sometimes the vocals don't click as much for me. It's that same way here. I still Aliens, still my favorite song of theirs by far, and the only one I really revisit. But I mean, Red Hook. I feel like at this point, even if I don't love everything, are just one of those bands that can consistently deliver <laughs> something that I'm at least gonna have fun listening to. Um, and it's always good to have a couple of those bands up your sleeve. Yep. Yep. It took us 13 tracks, but we made it. The first of many Justin songs, Justin. <laughs> Did it really take this long? Yes. It wasn't that long. <laughs> we got our cut. Our, mm. yep. Sorry, I had, I had a, mm. had a Jake. He pulled a Derek. <laughs> he, he pulled a Jake who pulled a Derek. Uh, our types collide uh, with our new single, My Own Device. Good song. Good song. I, I like <laughs> um <laughs> to talk about it a little bit more. I liked the I liked how different it is from their other stuff. Um it is a very different song, that is true. I do wanna kind of mention I feel like the them signing to Fearless, I think their sound's been a little bit different. Um I haven't really noticed anything that gave me that sense of like joy that uh your misery and becoming what I hate did. But um this song in general is pretty good. I liked it better than Undertow. This is definitely a step in the right direction from Undertow. Mm -hmm. This feels more it feels like they're finding their sound. As much as I already feel like they had a really solid sound, this feels like they they're finding what makes them unique and specifically in Kyle's vocals. I think this is just a 
really solid performance it feels like he's expanding his range into like a more gritty tone um which ultimately just means they can be even more versatile and whatever this band has cooking i'm intrigued with um as much as i do like this song it's not something i really had on repeat much throughout the month it was another one of those songs that's good but just kind of there unfortunately archetypes quite who have generally been like a guaranteed hit for me for the past few years and just I, I hate to say that the song was kind of just there, but it's it's a great song, but je- something about this month of September just has me feeling very apathetic towards most music that I listen to this month. And even most new music. Yeah, most new music. And even like some of my favorite bands that otherwise I'm really stoked about aren't ending up in that constant rotation in the same way that August blew me away, which is a shame. Land and Tours has dropped a, I don't even know if we want to call it a single, a new song called Sync With Me featuring Blanket. So please don't sink with me My feet feel buried And I don't know, is this a feature or is it produced by Blanket? No, you know what, it, it feels like, to me, it feels like it's a Blanket song with a Land and Tours feature. Yeah. <laughs> this, I I really appreciate that it's kind of similar to Bill Murray. Maybe not in the same way, but Land and Tours just does whatever the fuck he wants with his solo music, yeah. and it always seems to work <laughs> in yeah. some way. Yeah, I don't know. Is, like, I think the, the album art is them sitting together, right? Yes. On, I think, Land and Tours' roof. That's or on a roof. Yeah, yeah I, this... I thought it I thought it was really interesting that it's a. It feels like a blanket song, not and then like because Landon Tours's part feels way shorter than Blankets, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the beat on this reminds me of a of a Drake song, and I can't place which one it is. Oh, no. I think it might be either Fountains or One Dance. I'm not positive, but it really I I didn't know what to expect going into this, and then I heard it, and I'm like, this is really unique. <laughs> You know, this doesn't sound like I think anything else he's really done before. No. Um, shout outs blanket for that. <laughs> for I don't know, I don't even know if pushing him out of his comfort zone is the right term, you know, but mm. just doing something, something different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you know if this is like are we getting a new solo I'm, EP I'm or anything? I hope so. Anything. Yeah. I mean I'm always hopeful that we'll get new land and tour solo material, yeah. but at the same time, it kind of just feels like he's going to drop what he wants to drop and whenever he wants to drop it, and if it's attached to something, so be it. Which is fine by me, because I think that this is really good and really catchy, even if it is different, and I fuck with it a lot. Mm. I feel like this could almost fit into, like, my garden playlist. Yeah, yeah, it's that <laughs> same the, sort with of vibe. Beat. With the mm-hmm. beat, yeah. It reminded me almost a little bit of... um uh haunted in the way that it felt like the beat kind of flowed back and forth mm. kind of like an ebb and flow type of thing speaking speaking of garden. of garden um garden has dropped uh the last single off his upcoming album creatures together out on october 5th uh called geronimo i had everything mapped to it but everything isn't quite as it seems there's blood everywhere from the more acoustic than 
a lot of the other singles were. Um, probably the strongest lyrically. Yeah, I have to I, say, I heard this song once, and I agree with you. Don't ask me <laughs> to tell you what the lyrics are, though. I'll um, I'll tell you what the lyrics are. Um, we've got some. Uh, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know the intro bit. Don't do it for them. Do it for yourself, maybe. Disguising the truth, convincing myself they hate me. Are you really there, or am I just talking to myself? I'll do it again. I'll stay up and watch the sunrise on top of the shed. I wish I could stay here all night. I don't understand why is it always like this. Um, and then there was something later in the second verse. Um, a permanent fix. I wanted to leave it all behind me, cauterizing the thread on my wings so I'm no longer flying. Help me, I'm trying to climb out of this hell. It's hard to talk when I lack all the skills that I need to get out of my shell. Not That's scared the to line. jump. That's yep. the line. That's the line. Say the line. Um, I'm not scared to jump, so please don't come near me. When I hit the bottom is when they'll start cheering, and now I'm a ghost. I don't know if you're hearing this. And then the outro is just, and now I'm a ghost. I don't know if you can hear me. And now I'm a ghost. Oh, hello, can you hear me? On repeat. And it's just somehow always able... I don't know how Garden does it. It just, there's never, ever, even, you know, my favorite band being Dance Gavin Dance, how much I love their music. There's never been another artist that I feel like I can connect with so much with every single song that he releases. It's crazy. I don't think there's been a single song he's dropped in the past, like, three years that I haven't saved. Um, just, it feels, it's also another case of, in an entirely separate way than Landon Tours and Bill Murray, that it feels like Garden just drops, he makes what he wants to make and drop what he drops and he puts into the lyricism whatever he's feeling at the time. Mm. And whatever he's feeling is somehow, some way, similar to whatever I'm going through. So not only is he dropping something that I can enjoy listening to, but it's also something that I can relate to at any given point. I don't think I've heard an artist that's so earnest and honest with himself and also in his lyrics that in saying what he wants to say it is almost kind of like a bill murray that regardless of what the music sounds like the lyricism is always yeah. something personal and something deep to enjoy um if you drop a lyric about struggling to come out of my shell that's like a guaranteed <laughs> hit for me like i might i don't really like the instrumentation like it's not a secret at this point that garden yeah. music is not for me but I can appreciate a social anxiety lyric when I hear one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jacob, with the three singles, Highway featuring Sewer Person, not on the album. What mm. the fuck is that? Um, that with Geronimo Perfect and Jetlag being the three singles off of the album, how do you feel about Geronimo in comparison to Perfect and Jetlag? Sonically, I think it's my least favorite. Mm -hmm. lyrically i think oh i still like i still like the nostalgic feeling i get from perfect yeah so i think i like per i still like perfect slightly better i think jet lag is the weakest lyrically but this yeah so this would be like two lyrically and three sonically I would say for me, three sonically, one lyrically. I think in, in saying that it's the weakest single, I still really enjoy it, and I'm so beyond excited for this album to drop in four days. I need it. <laughs> I wanted it yesterday, but, you know, 
can't always get what we want some streaming yeah. service issue um but no i'm so happy with this if song anything now you guys album. get an extra month to like deep dive into the lyrics yeah and not, so. yeah but then it's another album that i have to talk about in october <laughs> to add to the other 10 that are dropping what do you do i think Software. my favorite lyric and this is like the i miss drinking until 6 a.m with all my friends even the ones i just met hey yo and mm. i hope you're doing i hope you're listening man yeah just like a call out to some random friend it's like some random guy yeah yeah but you know it's not just a lyric i feel like that's the garden guarantee yeah. you know he could have put anybody in a different artist that it's like okay whatever but this it's like oh shit he knew this yeah. guy owen <laughs> yeah. you believe him i guess mm, yeah on an entirely different vibe uh termina have still released still vibe yeah, still a derek vibe uh, have released their newest single take flight Holy shit! We flipped the, the Derek coin. Song. We yeah, this we flipped the, the Derek coin. The best coin song easily. Ooh, if it's not this, it's translucent. Like the the single that dropped before this, it's one of the two. Man, this is, a, this is a... man, Jake, isn't this a Termina song? <laughs> this is a Termina song, all right. Getting the drummer from Ocean's Eight, Alaska, to drum for this album was the best decision this band could have ever made. Because I think I think Nick's on guitar and bass. And then they've got the drummer from Ocean State, Alaska on drums, and then obviously Andy on vocals, and Nick doing backing vocals. And suddenly Termina went from a side project to a super group. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, like, is Termina a super group now? This is just... This band has leveled up entirely. That, that album last year was... I mean, I know it was what Jake's least favorite or second least favorite album of the year last year. <laughs> um, and a couple you know i say a couple months god it's been a year um removed from that album it's i'm not as high on it either and i think a lot of the lyricism doesn't handle or stick up a lot of the production um but this i mean it's well produced the drums aren't programmed anymore so it sounds a lot better everything's so much more crisp and clear and they're just throwing in a breakdown wherever they can and somehow it works perfectly <laughs> i guess this is off of something right I think there's an album. Oh, oh. The two songs are put together on Spotify. So maybe it's That's like... That's usually yeah. a sign. An yep. EP, an album, whatever. Suddenly Termina's... Yeah, Termina's gone from... Okay, this is an enjoyable album, like whatever. Good side project to... Top 10 maybe album of the year potential. <laughs> With these two singles i mean it, it feels like an entirely different band in all the best ways oh it sounds so much better oh yeah oh yeah and, uh, that album last year or last year yeah yeah um, 110 my i think my highlight is the the clean chorus mm-hmm andy fucking nailed the chorus yeah so oh yeah i may not like the rest of it but that chorus is i think that good. I think that chorus like is the reason I have this song saved. <laughs> is there a better guarantee than Andy Sizek in a chorus? <laughs> I feel like he just nails every clean chorus he's done. Like even though Termina wasn't as strong, like all those choruses were so good. Or that first Termina album, this one's so good. That Monuments album from earlier this year. If you guys haven't heard that, um, Jacob in particular, 
you need to get on it because it's like this but gentier and it's incredible oh um yeah it's it's really really good um yeah andy just killing it nick killing it doing the backing vocals now this band's on an entirely different level than that debut album and i'm here for it just phenomenal stuff I just want to backtrack about uh, Termina being my least favorite album of the last year. If I wanted to find something worse, I very easily could. <laughs> it, it just so happens that that's uh, one of a very small selection of albums that I purposely listened to last year, knowing I wouldn't like it. He took one for the team. I took one for the team. And unfortunately for the stats. <laughs> uh, let's uh, up. Down. Yeah. That was a <laughs> What? <laughs> that was a really bad one. <laughs> something, oh. something, least favorite. Let's move up. Uh, up, down, up, down. Thousand Blow dropped a new song called Face to Face. Cause I've been feeling up, down, up, down every damn way. Take a deep breath, that's all they say. Up, down, up, Chick put it in the Konami code on the podcast? Like, what the fuck is going on? Bro, I just, like, leaned back in my chair and stared <laughs> at the ceiling to try and process whatever the fuck I just heard. <laughs> I got what you're doing, Jake. Don't worry. Thank you, my Canadian brethren. Dude, 2pm really is just... I feel like we're all in limbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should be tired when we record these at 9pm. Instead, it's I, I need my afternoon nap, bro. Oh, I need coffee. I need coffee desperately. I wonder if I can DoorDash Starbucks while you guys talk about Thousand Below. <laughs> Man. Uh, anyway, this this is a really good song. It is. This is one of a handful of songs this month that did not disappoint me. Good job. <laughs> shout out Thousand Below for not disappointing Jake. Shout out Thousand Below for this one. Uh, up, down, up, down. Good chorus. Yeah. That, that chorus... <laughs> you get it it gets stuck in your head so fast like by the by the time they're singing it again and you're already singing along in the same way with like the red book of say what you want to say up down up down you know you just know yeah uh and also some really tasteful breakdowns as well yeah yeah that breakdown's really good it's also very short you're in and you're out which i feel like is yeah yeah i feel like that's a little abnormal for a thousand below song to be this fast and just this in and out uh but i I fuck with it good song i i will say i think this is my least favorite of the three singles but it is still like insanely good so (laughs) way better than venenosa but gone to me is still superior i would agree yeah yeah i'm i'm more into gone to me than any of the previous singles i think gone to me than this, than Venenosa for me. Yep. Um, the production on this reminds me a lot of Swan Song by the Plot in You. Just the yeah. way that I think oh, the drums sound. I actually thank you for reminding me that I wanted to say something like that. Like even the music video reminds me of uh, Swan Song. Like it almost sounds like a plot song too. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. I that was one of the first things I noticed when I heard it. But I mean, it's probably a if it's a plot song it's a really good plot song so yeah there are just certain bands i feel like that their influence is felt through a lot of music that releases now and like the kind of more 
post hardcore side of mm -hmm. things, or maybe the more post hardcore side of metalcore. Um, and I think that Plot's influence is definitely showing here. But I mean, yeah. Thousand Below is a great band, and Plot and You is a great band. So if you put two, if you put one great band with the influence of another one, or at least a sonic influence, then I mean, you're mm -hmm. kind of set up entirely for success. For sure. Hopefully, we get to hear this one on tour later this year. I imagine we will. That's right. We hadn't talked about that on the podcast, but we're actually doing a IRL meetup in December. Finally, yeah. all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so speaking made... of that tour as well, uh, yeah. do we want to talk about this next one, Justin? Sorry for cutting you off. No, no, it's fine. It's a good transition. Uh, speaking of hearing through. Thousand Blow on tour, we're also going to be hearing Dayseeker on the same tour. They've dropped a brand new song, Dream State. I can try and put it when they walk through hell. Now I trace the reminder. I know that the opener, the album, the album. and I think this is a better album opener than Drunk. And I haven't even heard nope. the album yet. Oh wow! No, nope. bad, bad, nope. bad, 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 Jake. <laughs> I'm putting you in timeout. You need to go Wait think about second. what you've done. I didn't even like try to compare the two yeah now you've done that and you've hurt me yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like i, I, I may will, change uh... my opinion when the album <laughs> releases so so here's Against the thing your will yes uh, yeah i think i almost don't even know if they're comparable in any sense other than their openers because i yeah. think that the vibe of sleep talk and a lot of what that album was talking i mean let's let's be real guys Sleep Talk was sad. This album's also going to be sad. They're sad for two different reasons. Um, I'm really curious to see how the rest of the album sounds, because this sounds a lot like Neon Grave, and I think it's right before it on the track list. And so I want to see how this works as an opener before I give it that like undue comparison to, to Drunk. But if we had to compare them based on openers alone, I think Drunk blows this out of the water. This yeah, sounds... Go ahead. I was just going to say that like Drunk... If you if you like gave me all of those songs on Sleep Talk out of order, Drunk is the one that works as an opener best by far. It wouldn't be anywhere else on the album. This it works as an opener. It sounds like it could be track four or track six. That's true. Know? I can see it, but I also I feel some strong opener energy with this one. This album is early. November, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So that means I can avoid listening to any more singles and still review it the the probable single in October. Well, the the funny thing is is that if the album drops in November and if it's around the same time as the the live show when we're meeting up, we're going to be talking about the album probably when we meet up. True. Are we doing a live one of those? I forgot about that. I don't, Maybe? I, I, I don't know. We'll figure it I out. Details to I, I feel like it could either work or it's going to go really, really poorly. <laughs> one of the two. That's very true. Oh, no. I true. see two of you being drunk. That sounds like the good time to me. Bro, I don't even know. If, I'm talking more about the microphone. <laughs> Trying to get oh, everybody's voice at the same could time. Could you imagine just passing we, we got microphones. All you hear is... The entire time. <laughs> yeah. No, we got microphones. We're good. Yeah. Anyway, I think but, this is a really good song. Uh, good breakdown. Good lyrics. Sad lyrics, like usual. Uh, I think drunk is, drunk is definitely more distinctly an opener, but this still has opener energy to me. 
and I think it's going to be a fantastic way to start off Dark Sun as an album. That uh, that's just my prediction. I, I feel like this is going to be a strong opener, and it's going to set the mood mm. for what the album's going to deliver. Yeah. Uh, is the mood going to be terrified? No. Sure. Hopefully, hopefully not. All right. Well, I got a song for you that is terrified. It's by uh, Versus Me. Thus we begin the eight-track run of Justin's Reign of Terror. I've been quiet all episode. I need need my moment. So that way if you you don't want to hear it, you can skip it. This is this is about to be the easiest paywalled section of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> no editing required. Just like yeah, about a minute fi- or an hour fifteen to about. You know, a you know actually, you I'm gonna. Me. I'm gonna go take me. that. Uh, I'm gonna go take that afternoon nap. I'll be back actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sitting back in my chair. Uh, right now. Uh, actually, I'm. Either way, how are we feeling about this one? I'm it's still probably... in my bed now. I just want to say. Joke. I had to my pull the joke. My man's like a nut, bro. <laughs> Dude. We're, gonna, we're gonna have to yell at him, wake him up, flick him that, more. You know what that reminded me of? It's like that faded scream in that architect <laughs> song that came out last month. No. <laughs> Jake's doing that. We need to take that and dub it over it. Oh I like that. We are one um, fucking same. <laughs> Justin, to answer your question, I don't love it compared to a lot of the stuff off of Continuous, but I think this is the best song that they've dropped since then. Yeah, I probably agree. I like that they brought back some of the electronic elements into this that they had off of Continuous. I think that that is it's at least welcome. Um, and I really like the verses here. I think that this this really gives me um, Octane vibes. Like, I feel like this would do really well on, like, hard rock radio. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by the anthemic uh, chorus. Mm. But it it works. Like, it works really well. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan of the electronics and the breakdown. Yeah, the breakdown's also pretty good. I think, um... I think it was... Was it Control or Down? The... Me personally asking that I like more, I couldn't remember. But I think those uh-huh. are the two best songs in recent memory. I think, I think Terrified's a good song, but it's not stacking up to their songs from last year for me. I also have some recency because um, at work, um, a lot of songs from Continuous uh, pop in my work playlist. So I, I've heard Flatline recently, and um, you know it, it stacks up. It's the song in general, I think, I think they've got like a very distinct sound that just works no matter what you. Throw there, at is, it. there is a versus me guarantee when you listen to their songs. Like you kind of know roughly what it's going to sound like, and generally it's going to be pretty good. Speaking of pretty good, we got a new Everest. We haven't talked about them in the Bix. I don't think we talked about Pretend, but this is their new song, uh, Tread Carefully. It's a 
good song. Yeah. Um, I still like Gravity. Gravity is just a whole nother, on a whole nother level compared to what they've done here. But um, I love the tone shift into the chorus and the breakdown specifically. Good breakdown. I will agree with that. Uh, the chorus is throwing me off a bit, though. I don't know why. But going from the verses into the chorus, just that transition, it's not hitting. And unfortunately, this is just another Everest song to throw into the pile of of song that's very much just there. I'm never going to complain when I hear it, but I'm also not really going to have it on rotation very often. Yeah, I think I only have it on rotation because it came out Wednesday from when we're recording this. Yeah, true. But I uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Everest has got that it's got a good like head start into their sound. But I feel like I feel like there needs to be more. And I think I think this song is doing more, but I want I wanna see what else they can really I really do. like the opening verse and just the verses in general. There's a very I don't know how it's very atmospheric and I really like all the atmosphere and the space that the instrumentation is giving. I just wish that the chorus hit a little bit harder or the melody was maybe not as wordy. I don't know. It's it's close to being one of my favorite Everest songs, but it's not fully there. And yes, I'm saying that in the same discussion as saying it's a song that's very much just there for me. That's about right. Yeah. As, I, as I've said multiple times, I have just been very apathetic towards most new music this month, unfortunately. That's how it was for me in July, I want to say. like, Or at least the, the start of this month, too. Like, I was not really vibing with really anything that recently released until this week. Where we so got... let's move on to the next one. Not this one was in my rotation, but... Uh, we got Hollow City dropping another track. This is American Wasteland. Uh, Hollow City are a pretty alright band. Uh, this is not my favorite from them, though. Yeah, I, I threw this in because we talked about Look at Me. And I didn't listen to Look at Me when that dropped, but when we talked about it in the podcast, it was surprisingly one of my favorites of that month. And uh, You're just glossing over All My Friends Take Medicine, that absolute banger from last year? Uh, No, because I'm talking about the year after where Love Like Heroin came out, and that's the only song I really remember past. Uh, okay, Love Like Heroin's a banger too, so that's fair. But yeah, this song has got a good, it's got a good rhythm to it. I feel like it's different. You know, it's it's definitely it's, got a different vibe from their other songs, for sure. That's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's just as I said, a lot of there. songs are just kinda there this month for me. Jacob, did you get around to listen to this? Not really. That's fair. It's there. Good, good to Oh, Derek, uh you wanna chime in on um Hollow City. Oh, I forgot I muted both of my microphones. <laughs> I was out here talking. I'm like, oh, shit, what? Why is my thing not lighting up? Um, I'm gonna 
I'm gonna say the line. It's fine. It's good. There we go. It oh, it reminds go. me a lot of um oh god. I don't know if this is even the right band, but Envied by Angels. Yeah. Um it's it's this very specific like subset of kind of hard rock almost, but with softer vocals in a way that I don't know. I really like it. I I I don't play I I didn't playlist it, but I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to, having little to no expectations going into it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Bane of my existence. Uh, we've got <laughs> Acres dropping a new single called Hold On. Hey, it's been a minute since I've said it, but it's fine. Uh, I'm soul over time. So, I think that this is <laughs> this is also fine. I don't uh, think it's as good. Well, so now hold on. I don't think it's as good as Burning Throne. I think that Burning Throne is better than this is, and I think this is still good. And I think the song as a whole kind of loses me at points in the sense that I'm not as engaged as I am for the entire song as I am with the chorus, which mm. I think is phenomenal. I really love the kind of soaring post-hardcore choruses that I feel like I haven't heard a lot of bands do it recently. So it, it, it's very, it's almost nostalgic. It reminds me a lot of what I was getting to hear in like 2018, 2019. So to hear that right. again from them is is really, really nice. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I'll agree. I think Burning Throne is better, but I think I think this is on the right track. If it if they are planning to like drop an album or something with these as singles, um, I think this is on the right path, and I think it it puts itself up well enough to Burning Throne where I could say both of them would fit really well on whatever it is put out. I believe they're putting out an album next year at some point. That sounds about right. Um, um. my my favorites from them are still uh. Lonely World, just the the title track for that album was really good. I will say that as much of an It's Fine as I've given this song, I think this is better than Burning Throne. Uh, the chorus is a lot more memorable, and Burning Throne is a lot less memorable overall, in my opinion. Uh, I'm still not fully convinced by Acres, but uh, again, one of those bands that like I'm not really going to complain if they ever show up in random shuffle or random rotation or whatever, they're a good band. Uh, I'm just waiting for that one song to really hook me in. And I feel like once I get that one song, then hold on and burning throne are just going to be a lot better. And I'm going to enjoy them a lot more. Once I fully am convinced by their sound, by some other song that they release. Let's, uh, let's keep going. See this, a uh, little diversion into the podcast <laughs> of my singles. This isn't so bad. We're getting through it. Uh, we got Time the Valuator dropping their third single titled Glow. It's fine. <laughs> this slaps. Thank you. I'm with you. I think that this is my I like. Single of the month. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. I was... so you good. know what? Out of all the ones that you added, as it should be. Yeah. I think this is this is the best one. Me. I 
I still like Blackwater the most, I think. I'm with you there. But I re- the riff on this, there's just such consistently good riffs on all of these songs. Instrumentation's insane, and I love the little electronic elements that kick in on the uh, second verse. Mm-hmm. It's just um, so good. <laughs> Blackwater, yeah, I can argue that's that's probably still the best. Um, but I just want to give up to the fucking lyrics that this band has seemingly crafted in each one of these songs. Like, the first verse is, like, I'm not complete yet because what I need is your healing. I'm a straight forlorn, dead unborn, a lone wolf without a home. It's so good. Like, this band is making wonders with lyrics. And um, I think his name is Daniel is the the vocalist. Mm. Um, Phenomenal job as a vocalist. And, like, Blackwater, we really saw where his... Um, where, where we got his... to see him shine there. Yeah, we got to see him shine, really. And these two are just more so creating, like Ivy and Glow are just more so like creating experiences. I would say. Yeah. Um, instrumentally, this song, I honestly think is better than Blackwater, <laughs> just because I love the the riffs and the the tone shifts toward the end, where um the where it, shifts and uh goes then i'll be gone once the time is right i'll be a firelight that's really good i loved how they did that as well in ivy with the the last chorus or the the last verse where um it got a little bit unclean toward that end but um man if if there is an album dropping this year easiest top 10 for me I would say. Time the evaluator. Please drop the album this year so we can accurately predict Justin's top ten. Max, give me something, bro. <laughs> Cowards. Uh, before we move on, I want to say that uh, while you were talking about all that, I should really like this a lot more than I do. Because there's a certain progressive band that we're going to be talking about in the not-too-distant future that instrumentally is very reminiscent of this, of this song. And this is not clicking with me nearly as much as this other unnamed band that we'll be talking about later is. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that when the album drops, I end up fucking loving. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think once in the context of the album, because um, a lot of songs I feel like have that way where you don't really recognize their their hmm. potential until you hear how it is listed in the album. Yeah, I, I feel like there are, you, you see that a lot with a lot of bands, and there's a lot of bands that, like, the album changes the experience. I feel like a band like Time the Valuator is, like, at the top of that list of the album is going to change the experience more so than yeah. a lot of other bands. Well, I, I also listen to a lot more of the, front, I, I listen to a lot of the previous songs from uh, How Fleeting, How Fragile, like the the Breathe Atlantis feature. That was really good. That's one is still honestly in my playlist and on Rio. Um, and you know, listening to those, like this band has such a good way of creating an experience instrumentally that I'm really happy to see that the lyrics and the vocals are on par with it and are only gonna excel this band. Yeah. Let's, Take it away, uh, Justin. <laughs> let's- Let's move it along here. We got a new band for the podcast named Civilian with their song Therapy. When nothing is quite the way- 
Potentially hot take. This Define. is the best song of this streak of Justin songs. Oh. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Well, I like this a lot, it. actually. Uh, well, I can't tell you very much about it, but it's good. <laughs> it's more than fine. You know what I kind of get the vibes of is like, almost like, I don't know if any of you know the Venetia Fair. No. But it's kind of mm. like, imagine like Ice Nine Kills without screaming. Like yeah, I was going to. Theatrical. Gonna, the mm. very theatrical. I was going to think of uh, Light Up the Sky Nightlife. That so, album had a lot of like theatrical elements in, in songs like The Haunted Hunt and stuff like that. The There's Haunted Hunt was what I was comparing this to yeah. when I was mm -hmm. originally writing notes for the song. That doesn't surprise me. Um, I think also early day, funnily enough, early day Panic at the Disco. I was also actually thinking that. Like, um... Fuck, what is that one song? I don't know why I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. They all have ridiculous lyrics, or uh, titles at the start. Yeah, they're all super long names. Yeah. Um, I think it was the only difference between Martyrdom and Suicide is press coverage, I think was what I was thinking of. Uh, but the, talking about this song in general, this song um, is referencing Al um, Alice in Wonderland. That, that whole kind of thematic feeling about it and uh coming off the the galleons album from last year i'm kind of noticing a lot more of those themes and kind of enjoying them a lot more where it's referencing pop culture referencing um known things and kind of twisting them and, and turning them into new ideas and new experiences and this song well, in general you get a lot of the references like that back down the rabbit hole um we're all mad referencing mad hatter um just all, all, all this stuff. Well, Justin, do you like Ice Nine Kills? Um, I like the Silver Scream. I don't like anything else. <laughs> Is that the end of the joke? I mean, that was that was that, it. that was the answer. I mean, it kind of whooshed over his head, so I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this? I'm interested to hear more from this band. So oh, I, I got this. I got into this band with um, "How It Ends" dropped in one of my daily mixes, and like I, I adore that song. That song is it's still in my work playlist, and this song makes me appreciate the band more, just with what they can do. Um, they also did a couple songs live for some videos, and their live sound is also pretty good. I like to see this band live. But uh, that's about all I got. Let's uh, move no, on. You have you have two more songs. This sure, I'm got. getting there. I'm getting there. I also have an EP, so <laughs> I'll be here for a little bit. Don't judge me. Um, we got Abyss watching me, who featured on a song from a new band called Loners, called Lies or Love. That's the only English you're gonna understand from this. Song yeah, because it is, it is uh, very much in their native tongue. Which is, I can't remember off the top of my head. Unbelievable. Uh, I believe it's. I believe it's Czech. 
Check, check in. Is that is that, is, is that the language of check in? I, I think. Uh, oh boy. Slovakian. <laughs> Slovakian, maybe. What the language way. do Czech <laughs> people speak? Oh, it's just called Czech. Oh, it is just called okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. I don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> I I, wa I wanted to make references to Freddy in this because. Um, Frenia just dropped the EP where they translated their Hungarian songs. Um, hmm. They translated three of them, and it, I was going to talk about it this month, but it's not on streaming services. <laughs> mm. um, so I was going to make references to that, but it's kind of in the same vein. It's just like the the instrumentals sound great. The chorus you can understand because I believe it's full English. Like, all in all, it, it sounds good. Um, a lot of bands... Like uh, Varsity, it's put out the Latin versions. They we're not talking about it, but they put out uh, Welcome Home Part Two, which is just Latin versions of uh, I think Dig Closer in Soul. I want to say, but I, I I like that. I like the the idea of just m making music in native tongue, just making it sound good. And if you don't understand it, you, don't, you don't, sometimes you don't need to. Sometimes you just need good music. Who cares what they're saying? They could be cursing at me. I don't care. I like it. <laughs> uh, something, something, bloody wood. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. the la last, last single. single. That we're gonna, An interesting that we're gonna be... one, actually. We got Fragments, another new band, because I'm unhinged. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, with their song, Illumination. Illumination. There we go. Provogments. My, <laughs> my favorite band. Pervis. Are they? Yeah, Pervis. This is interesting. This is by far, I would say that this is the most interesting song that we might talk about all month, or at least out of the singles, in terms of just like objectively. Got a lot going on to it. Yeah, this feels more like an experience than a song. This, it, you know those, um, maybe you don't, maybe I'm just talking right out of my ass. Do you know those uh, songs, or not songs, those like videos on YouTube where they're supposed to be like meditative, kind of cathartic, mm. calming videos, and they kind of sit down and they like talk to you and they keep like motivational speeches or like yeah. calming speeches over like a certain type of music. That's almost what this feels like to me with the spoken word that... It doesn't feel like a song that you playlist. It feels like a song for a very specific mood that you yeah. put on to help you get through that mood. You know, almost like movements in a way, some movements earlier stuff. Um, what is that? Vacant Home, I think, is a song I'm thinking of. I don't know. But that as as like a song, it's fine. It's okay. I mean, it, it's it's a good song, and I think the band in this style has a lot of potential. I'm not going to playlist this, but if I'm ever in the mood where I just need to, like, unwind and let a song kind of express what I'm feeling for me, I think that this is definitely going to be one of my go-tos. They, um, on the Spotify playlist, they reference uh, Architects, Eminence, Lincoln Park, Bring Me, Caskets, Dayseeker, North Lane, Holding Absence, Loathe, uh, Polaris, Sleep Token, Breaking Benjamin and Under Oath as their I um, 
as what their uh architects and holding absence i could see and like stylistically or like at least for this song in particular definitely i mean i i think that this is definitely it's worth listening to for the experience to determine whether or not you like you know what this reminds me of too is a lot of the earlier memorist songs Mm, like before yeah. that last EP dropped, where it's very kind of a, and the members' songs weren't necessarily as spoken word, but it was a very kind of raw, roady, I guess, vocal delivery that it feels less like singing and you know we say screaming for like screaming vocals, but it really feels like kind of like a, a crying out almost. Mm, yeah. Um. Very raw. Very emotional. Um. Not really like anything else that's coming out recently that I've heard at least. No, I get um, vibes of like, I don't know if any of you know Adept. Yes, the band. You uh, know Adept. A song okay. called Black Vans. That song is a fucking banger. That's the only song I really care about from them. But yes, I know them. That's on the same album that uh, Dark Clouds is on. It's like the only song I know from them, and uh, they have like a nice spoken word section that really reminds mm. me of of this and another band. It's not quite the same, but. It's a, they're a lot smaller. Is uh, Sufferer. I don't know if if you've heard of them, but mm-hmm. very emotional spoken word type stuff. Just some stuff to throw out. No, no, that makes sense. No, overall, uh, I'm interested to see where this band goes. I think even if I'm not as happy with the song as like something I can go back to on repeat. I don't think anybody that I've heard recently is doing stuff like this, so I'm excited. Mm. We'll see where it goes. And that brings us to our EPs and albums. Wowza. Wow. Before the hey, two hey, I'm still here for one more EP. Yeah, <laughs> um, we got Burning of the Sky dropping their EP, Burn. Like a ghost on other ships So, Justin, you added this. I assume you're feeling pretty good about this, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would say, not counting the lights cover, mm-hmm. uh, I would say three out of four songs. I'm pretty de- I feel pretty good about and have playlisted. Um, I did not playlist the flood immediately. Really? Um, but I did go. I did go back, and I am liking it more and more. Um, funnily enough, I playlisted Horizons first. Hmm. Um, but as I went back and listened to it more and more, I did like, uh, did like Burn, Breathe, Repeat, Above Me, and then The Flood is how I had it. So that's really interesting to me because I, um, The Flood was the only one that really stood out to me on this. I, I think the lights cover really, really threw me off. Because, I mean, I don't know, I guess, if you guys are as familiar with the original, but, like, that was my favorite song of all time, um, Lights by Ellie Goulding, for a long time. I would, before, <laughs> back, I think I was probably, what, fifth grade, sixth grade when that came out, and I would just sit there on iTunes, and I couldn't afford it, because, you know, I didn't have any money or a card or anything like that, because I was 11, um, and I would just sit there, and I'd listen to the minute 32nd uh preview of that song on repeat and so when that came on it really took me out of the entire experience just because i'm so used to the original and i like it so much that it feels kind of like a sacred song to me almost like you don't touch it 
kind of like a Lincoln Park song. You don't cover Lincoln Park. You don't. You just right. you don't. Unless your hands like houses, in which case you know acceptable. Um, but be I think that really kind of. I don't want to say ruined, but it definitely dampened my experience of the EP. But overall, just on an individual song to song basis, I think this is really solid. And it's funny that you said that the flood is the only one that you you didn't playlist off the rip because that's that's my favorite song on here by far, and it's not even close. So no, no, it's, it's totally fine. I heard a lot of people like the flood more. It, I think it was just on first listen, just how yeah. I was listening to it, and just didn't stick out to me um, yeah. on first. Um, Horizons is really good and the one I liked first immediately. Oh, yeah. Um, just kind of going into it. Let me, I was trying to find some lyrics, but I couldn't find any. Um, but I really like the breakdown in it. Yes. I think that's my favorite part of Horizons. And it caps off the EP really well, too. Like, it's, it's, it's a good way to end it. It does, I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I think this EP just top to bottom is pretty pretty good a lot yeah. of EPs that i feel like have at least that one song that i'm just not feeling um no i think this ep has pretty good top to bottom it's not a thing that really stands out like you're you're mm. not gonna get a huge ep out of this but it's all pretty pretty good i gave the flood and lights a listen because they were the two singles uh just to like gauge my level of interest and I wasn't really feeling it, I'll be honest. Uh, the vocals are not doing it for me, and the mixing and production just... It didn't feel super well polished, and sometimes that's not an issue. But with me already not loving the vocals that I'm hearing, it just... It's not a package that I'm loving. Yeah. Um, but hearing what you're saying, Justin, with Horizons and Burn, Breathe, Repeat, I think I'm going to give this a full listen. Maybe, maybe the non-singles are the best songs here. Sometimes I think you would you would really like Horizons, I would say. If there was one that I think you should listen to, it's Horizons. Noted. Uh, I also want to touch on the Lights cover. feels very out of place, seeing yep. it as track four on the CP. If it's track five, that's acceptable. I don't if it's know, track we'll... four, if, it feels a little off, and it, it's not the only cover in the middle of an EP that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know how I feel about covers being an EP as and being sold as separate projects. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, again, like I don't love White's the OG version as much as Derek does, but I do get what you're saying about how that song, is. it's like almost transcended like being covered. Yeah. Where like, I... the original is just so iconic and well-known that it's like you don't want to touch it yeah well and i get what they are because apparently it's like there's a sped up version that's like popping off on tiktok or whatever so i mean they're they're doing what they need to do with the modern day music thing where they're playing the numbers game and it's like okay well if we're gonna get people to listen you know this cover's doing well if we're gonna get i mean we're gonna shit the other ep that we're well another one of the eps we're gonna be talking about did the exact same thing you know where they put the covers in there because they're already doing well get people to listen to the full project pump those numbers up put it on the EP, I get it. But yeah, it just, it feels really out of place. And I like that song way too much for anybody to cover it. And, you know, <laughs> it doesn't feel right. At least not to me. Let's get to a band that didn't do any covers for their EP. And Shout still out. did a pretty good shot at a EP of the year or album of the year. 
Paul Bartolome with Reflections Part 2. This is a fantastic step up from Part 1. Yeah, I like it's... Part 1 better. See, I got a problem where I liked the singles, and I never got a chance to listen to the, the full thing. For this? Yeah, I, I, know, I listened to Paralyzed. Um, I think I listened to Oceans and Stressed Out, but I have not listened to them all together. Dude, you're missing out on Not Afraid of the Dark, the second best song on this EP, and like a top five Paul Bartolome song, period? Yes. I would agree. What's your number one? And there is a correct answer. Paralyzed. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is Heaven, right? The correct answer is what? Oh no, I meant I meant on this EP. Your favorite song in the EP. Oh, favorite song in the EP is Paralyzed. Then Not Afraid of the Dark. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Oceans being, I think, the best song on here. Oceans, I, I was a really feeling. So I I love the Sophie Streeter feature. I think in the same way that we were just talking about how Horizons capped off uh, that Bird in the Sky EP really well. I think Oceans is an amazing way to end this EP um all the features on here really really work and the one song that doesn't have it being not afraid, not afraid of the dark is still just as good as the others the as much as i enjoyed oceans as a whole i think that the chiarelli castillo feature um, from conquer divide is probably the best feature on here yeah to... it's not the best song but it's the best feature. yeah yeah exactly she it, just manages just put her on any song and it's better oh yeah it's like she man... conquer divide can do no wrong and you it it's just good yeah I, I need more more conquer divide features please it feels like every feature that she does i don't know if it's because of every band that like produces and mixes whatever feature they send her but she always sounds so clear in every single feature if that makes sense, like there's never an issue with her vocals where it's like, oh, maybe it's a little muddy here or there. Like it, it sounds like she's just there. Like it's almost like she's next to you and like singing. Type. That mm. sounds weird, but no, I it, I feel that though. Do, I feel do, that do, though. do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very she's very present in all of the songs yeah. that she's featured on, and it always sounds so good. I I know that they mentioned that this was going to be like kind of the the heavier of the you're heavier than part one and i think that really shines through here there's basically a solo on every song which i really appreciated you know you know me <laughs> yeah yep. there's a breakdown in a solo i'm i'm, I'm chilling but which is why i thought you would love paralyzed last month but yeah sometimes i think what it is to me and it feels i think what it, mm -hmm. when they have so many good features that work like this i think that paul's vocals like the cleans are really good I think sometimes they don't always fit with the vibe of the song or with the way that the features are coming together. So it sounds a little disjointed at times. Like, I think that's what it was for me that he has kind of a, a higher pitched vocal range, I would say. Yeah, um, and so when you compare him, like the, the idea of that on Paralyze with the Danny Leal feature, I think is a really good idea. I think maybe with those vocals coming together, it contrasts more than it works well for me. Um, and I think that was probably my biggest, uh, maybe not complaint, but I guess like gripe with the EP um, is that sometimes it doesn't always feel, the vocals are good, but it didn't always feel like they work for me. 
Um, but overall, I really like part two a lot more than I like part one. And I think that when all this comes together, it's going to blow every other Paul Bartolome album out of the water. Yeah. I think I can agree with that. I, I, a few things, conflicting feelings. I think Oceans uh, is my least favorite song on here, but I think it is really going to shine once the full Reflections album, if it's even going to be called Reflections. Mm. Is that a known quantity? Do we know if it's going to be called Reflections as the full album? I don't know. But whatever, whenever the full album is released, I think Oceans is going to click with me a lot more in that instance. But next to Paralyzed, Stressed Out, and Not Afraid of the Dark, Oceans is just not holding up to me. I think the other two songs are just too good for my taste yeah. for Oceans to really compare. And I'm conflicted on Stressed Out because I think, like, Paul's part is, like, kind of weak on that song. But the Conquer Divide feature carries it so hard that it makes it my third favorite song on there. I just wish that, like, the song that you get the Conquer Divide feature on, like, give, give me the Chiarelli feature on Paralyzed. It, it wouldn't work. But, like, I need a song that makes me feel the way Paralyzed does, but with the Conquer Divide feature... Because I feel like you're putting the best feature on the album on an underwhelming song. And that upsets me. Stressed Out is still good, though. It just could be better. Uh, and we haven't really shown much love to Toxic Love. Uh, but I think the delivery on Toxic Love is stupid catchy. Uh, in, like, the bridge between, like, the opening riff and the first verse. Uh, and another sick breakdown, as we mentioned. Sick breakdowns and solos across this entire EP. Paul Bartolome doing good things as per usual at this point for me personally i think the reflections part one was better just because i found myself connecting with the lyrics a lot more in part one than in part two that's totally fair are we ready to jake, move on i was gonna say jake how about you tell us about this next one boys brand new ep from relica i don't know what i am I discovered this band. I discovered this band less than 48 hours ago. It is now October 1st, and this band became one of my top five most played artists of the month of September. <laughs> okay. If I had known about this band in August, Safety is probably a top five song of last month and is probably a top three song of this month or in this playlist for me. I think Safety is fucking nuts. When I said earlier, when we were talking about Time the Valuator, that there is a specific other progressive band that I love, and I should like Time the Valuator to a similar degree, this is the band I am referencing, because I heard Safety, and I was blown away. And I immediately knew that this band was onto something special. And I'm the type of person that, like, I'll discover one song, and I'll just add it to my list of shit to get to eventually... But this one's different. I, I only lasted like 45 minutes before I'm like, nah, I gotta hear this full EP. It is not very often that a band catches me that quick and that fast and that it actually delivers from top to bottom. This is progressive metalcore, I think. No one is sounding like Relica right now. It's like, 
I don't know what I am has just like a random electronic trap beat as a breakdown halfway through the song. Who else is doing that? The closest comparison I have is Letters Sent Home, which is dark pop rock from Germany. It's like, I, I, I'm struggling to come up with words for what this band has done with this EP. All I know is that I fucking love it. And this is like, how do I want to say this? It's like, back in July when we talked about Mothka and I'm like, this is one of those albums that's an experience that you need to hear from top to bottom. Like, even if you aren't going to love it, it's, it has such a, like, well-crafted atmosphere and environment and, like, structure to it. That's how I feel about this EP. I feel like, I don't know, this feels like an EP that has the depth of an album. There's so much to interpret, and I have only, I haven't even known this band for 48 hours, so I can't really pick it apart. But as I said, all I know is that I love it, and Safety is a fucking insane song. Um, I have some lyrics I want to pull out. Uh, The pre-breakdown, where you get a shreddy section, some guitar shred, and then it just drops out into a bass-heavy section of this pre-breakdown that goes, Oh, mother, can you hear me when I say that I'm afraid to die, but less than I'm afraid to stay? The someone I could be is fucking waiting in a shell, but if I crack, I could break, and I'd be in a worse hell. And that's all wrapped super fast into one of the craziest breakdowns I have heard in the past few months. This EP is fucking nuts. Safety is fucking nuts. I've already said it three times. I cannot recommend this enough because no EP has sent me on a journey this year in the way that this EP has. You sold me. (laughs) (laughs) So you you saw the Make Them Suffer feature, but you never ended up listening to it? Yeah, I didn't listen to the whole EP. I heard the Make Them Suffer Suffer feature. Yeah, this is like... It's like you take Spirit Box, throw an edge of Degenti Progressive Era with the theatrics of an Ice Nine Kills and throw it all together into one six-song EP. Mm. It's... No one is doing it like this band right now. No one. I will say that this EP is very heavily carried by Safety and the title track, I Don't Know What I Am. The Bearer of Bad News, Second Nature, and The Ritualist have all not fully clicked with me. Um, I'm not mentioning Blip because it's kind of an interlude track into The Ritualist. Mm. Um, It's an awesome track. It's almost entirely all instrumental, but these guys are so talented at shredding and playing the bass and drumming and just being... uh, They're just incredibly talented that it's one of the best instrumental interludes I've heard all year. And it goes perfectly into the ritualist. Um, I wish I had more to say, but again, I've only had such limited time with this EP. I only listened to it 48 hours ago for the first time. And I tried to pack in as much as I could, but there's only so much I can say in such a short amount of time. You know, it's funny. Like I've been so apathetic towards new music this month. How so much of it was just there. Hmm. And... This was just, like, hiding in plain sight from me all month. This EP <laughs> released uh, it released a few weeks ago. I heard some chatter about it in a Discord server, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to this eventually. 
and just yeah, I don't know. Uh, I finally gave it a chance, and I'm like, wow, the best stuff I've heard all month was just sitting right in front of me, teasing me all month. And yeah. this is why finding new bands is so awesome, because sometimes you find hidden gems like this that make it all worth it. It makes it worth it to the, go through. Like, go down the rabbit hole. Yep, it makes it worth it to go through all those new bands that you hear people raving about, and sometimes you're just not clicking with them. Because eventually you're going to find one, like Relica, that's just going to blow you away. At least for me. Hello, Derek. Hello. Derek? Yes? Relica, your thoughts? Instrumentally, incredible. I love the groove across this entire EP. And I also really like the Sean feature on safety. Yes. Um, I think that I don't know what I am. And the Ritualists are both really, really good uh, bookends to the EP. Especially, like, the, I feel like it's not often that you get an EP that kind of has a, a working opener and closer. I think that these work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I don't like the vocal delivery. And that's holding me back. And it's not even that it's like bad. It's just something about it's missing for me. It feels it's very, very unique. It's, it's unique. Like, as I was saying, like, it's this is not like anything I've heard before. Oh, no, no. And um, I think you're either going to like it or you might not. Yeah. But if nothing else, the instrumentation is worth listening to. And like I said, the vocal delivery is not even bad. It's, it's very, I don't ethereal isn't necessarily the word, but. It's very, it's mystifying almost. Yeah, I guess to be a way to put it. I, I can see. And that, yeah. and it just it wasn't clicking with me, unfortunately, in the same way the instrumentation was. But overall, it's really solid EP. Again, a band we didn't really know about <laughs> before the past forty eight hours, but yeah, having heard it, really solid EP. That takes us to our final EP of the month. Loveless have dropped their EP, End of an Era. Uh oh. Something um, something covers? Kinda. It's only two, right? It's only you know, two. I I think that my enjoyment of this EP is very dependent on what it signifies. If this is just meant to take all of this era of Loveless and now that they've kind of we'll say exploded into relative fame, you know, they're almost at 1.7 million monthly listeners. Holy um that if this is meant to mark the end of that section of loveless and we're moving forward into the next bit so it's just a compilation of all the recent stuff and then we're moving on i like it a lot more as yes. an ep i would agree. i think that as a project as like a, as a whole i think that this really falls flat in a lot of ways um it really truly does feel just like a collection of songs. You know, I just got done saying that it isn't often that you have an EP that feels like it has a definite opener and closer. This doesn't. Everest works as a closer. Is it me works as an opener? You could have put anything else as the opener, in my opinion. Um, Killing Time, I think, would have been a great opener, actually. I think Sorry I'm a Downer and Killing Time are my two favorite songs here still. I still don't really like the covers. You know, I guess, uh, let me know if I'm off base here, but this just kind of came and went and it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to say it's bad because it's all good. It, yeah. it unfortunately it's released not on memorable. the night of another album. That, that too. That too. 
it did release on the most stacked day of the month, which doesn't do it any favors unless mm-hmm. Love Voice is your favorite band of all time. <laughs> he does have a very large fan club. Yes. They're very devoted fans, some of them we from Brazil. the first. Yep. Yep. Yeah, all these other the people can say what they want. We're the it's all your fault. Yep. I'll take that responsibility. I'm happy with it. Um, yeah, I think that what it is, is I get that a lot of these singles and like covers need to be dropped to get to like this level of fame. And that's where we're at with how the music industry works and the streaming services work, which is fine. It's just, I liked that, that Loveless album last year, very nearly missed my top 10. And that's still, I think almost every song on that album blows all of these out of the water. And every all the songs on here that I I don't like love like I really really like Sorry My Downer and Killing Time like I said those are my two favorites everything else is okay it's good I mean it's loveless it's not gonna be bad yeah. right like you can the, I want to make sure that's very, very clear yeah the floor is very high for loveless yeah um but you know I'm I'm kind of itching for. You know, I want a, a new album or I want a new EP that feels cohesive. This truly just feels like nine loveless songs put together. I want to feel which, the same way I did when I first heard A Thousand Reasons or Haunted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this, and it feels like a lot of the bands that we're going to be talking about this month. Um, well, I say a lot, like it's not just this and the next one. Um but some of the singles, too, from bands that started off really, really strong, and I think they set the bar too high for themselves type of thing, that I liked Loveless one too much. So when I get something like this, like I get what it's trying to do, but it feels almost like a letdown just because I like that first album so much. And if none of these songs are really meeting those same standards of the highest parts of that album, it feels like a, a downward trend. And I don't like to to have that from one of my favorite bands, you know? So. I dig it. It is what it is. I really want a full-length project or even just a cohesive EP that feels a lot better than this does. I do want to give some credit to Is It Me, because of all the new songs, that's by far my favorite. It's either that or Everest for me, yeah. Yeah, it's a stupid catchy chorus, which is kind of a loveless guarantee. Oh, yeah. But Is It Me really is the standout. Uh, Sorry I'm a Downer is my favorite song on here. I think I've just had the most time to sit with that one. (laughs) Yeah. but of all the new ones, Is It Me is definitely the standout for me. Um, and the other songs are all fine. Like, a bad Love With song is still good. Yeah. It's fine, right? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. Um, but I think we all definitely had our expectations maybe a little too high for End of an Era. Mm. Yeah, when I heard there was an EP dropping, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's going to be nine tracks. Hell yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's four that we've already heard and two covers. And then the three songs are... They're all right. <laughs> you know, the three new, I don't know. I, yeah, we did. I think I at least set my expectations too high. And, you know, moving forward, I know it's always good. It's a loveless guarantee. We're going to get something good. I just want something that feels a little bit more cohesive than this did. Album On to the albums. We got um, five albums to talk about this month. Yes. Uh, the first being Until I Wake, who have dropped their debut album, Inside My Head. Can I get my bad thoughts out of the way? Okay. Yes, Justin. 
This is a safe space. Is it though? I feel like Derek can cut me. No, the kind of person you can cut is not a safe space. No, I'm not gonna cut you because I think we're gonna have the same issues. Well, we're gonna have issues with it. Maybe not the same ones, but yeah. So unfortunately, I really like the um the EP from however long ago that was. Last year. Was it? Oh, it was last year. Yeah. Um, I really liked Self Medicated and Less of Me. Those are the two songs that I have now attributed to this band. Mm-hmm. So when I hear them go heavy to the point where I don't like it, you know, it's kind of a disappointment. I did like Hope You're Happy, and I think Tank's still sinking. I can't remember. Yeah. I had, the, Those are I had good these text. notes. Yeah, I had these notes, but I can't can't quite remember. Um, everything else just metal chords blends too much into itself. Okay. I think we are all mostly in agreement that we would prefer them to lean more into post hardcore than metalcore. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 all right then. I'll give you a point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob, you seem excited. I enjoyed this way more than I thought I would. I enjoyed it a lot less than I thought I would. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat as Justin, but in a different way that I think that that EP is is perfect from last year. I, you know, if it weren't for um, Convictions, I think that would have been my la- my favorite EP of last year. And I think much like I was just talking about Loveless, I think this band started off too strong. that. It's the I prevail effect where a band starts off as making really good like metalcore with some post hardcore leanings. And I'm like, shit, I want more of this. And then they drop their next release where they start, they keep some of those same basic things, but then they try and experiment. And in some ways it works for me and in some ways it doesn't. I like kind of the electronic sort of direction they took um especially with uh octane um i want to say marching forward and then there are songs like blue beam and, and legacy which i know blue beam especially feels like a, a motionless and white song yes yeah Almost. it's comparing uh that to meltdown the opener from the motionless and white album it's like scarily similar yeah, yeah. cyberhex too i would say i my problem is that I don't like motionless and white. <laughs> so well, there's I, your issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is that really I, an issue? I I think that this this is the the debut EP, despite having different kind of tones in different places, it worked really well. I think this has songs like Forsaken and Fake that incorporate uncleans that are not even deathcore but more reminiscent of that like late 2000s early 2010s crabcore era like it's very attack attack like um i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say it is it does remind me of like deathcore highs to me yeah yeah and i mean like the fact that the cleans and uncleans are coming from the same dude is like really impressive to me and i want to mention i think i enjoy the uncleans more when they lean into those like deathcore high kind of sounds. Um, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. I, I'm the opposite. Cause I think that like out of all the like 
I guess maybe that's, I think that's why Forsaken and Fake were my two least favorite singles. Just like, I don't even, it's not even that I don't like that style of, of highs. It's just, I like the songs where he does more kind of quote unquote regular uncleans to contrast the cleans better. Am I alone in not understanding the sacrifice? I, I wanted to mention I don't that get too. It. it doesn't make sense, but I, I'd like it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I, at least to the best of my understanding, the, the rest of the album is about like overcoming mental hardships and like dealing with relationships that yep. ended and finding yourself worth in it and being like, you know what? No, it's not my fault. It's yours. Fuck you type of thing, which I think is hope you're happy and fake are probably the two biggest examples of that. And then there's a couple songs here, like Blue Beam, that they just feel like metalcore, regular metalcore. I don't feel like there's a lot to unpack there, at least on my end. But the sacrifice set it up like we were getting some concept album about like alien invasion and enslavement. And I'm just like, I don't get it. <laughs> like it's it's cool, it's thematic, but I don't understand it does, why. I don't it's feel there. like they didn't fully follow through with it, it feels no, like. No. Um, and that's really what ultimately my take on this album is that there's a lot of solid material here. I still love Octane, Hope You're Happy Inside My Head. Um, Undeserving for the record is probably my favorite non-single. Yeah, dude. That I'm seeing red breakdown is insane. Yeah. There's so much good on here for me. It just at times feels a little disjointed with itself. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, a lot of playlistable songs here. As an album, I'm not feeling yeah. it in the same it's not, way. It's yeah, not a full package. package. That's, that's totally yeah. that's yeah, that's a really good... It feels to weird to say, but it feels like they found themselves on the debut EP, and then they lost themselves. It feels backwards. To, yeah. <laughs> so, hopefully, the sophomore album, they rediscover the side of themselves that we enjoyed more. If they made Octane 12 times, it would be album of the year. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think I do enjoy this more than that EP. And... Hmm. It's like it's like you said. It's not like because it's um, a, like it's not very coherent as an album. Mm-hmm. But like the individual songs, I really enjoy more than the individual songs on the EP. I think they kind of trade blows for me. I think there's really strong songs on the EP, and then a couple that fall flat. There's some really strong songs here, but I think there's more that fall flat here. My other than just in general, some of the songs falling flat. My biggest problem is that Forsaken. Is not a good opening track. Starting oh, off I think the it's album, brilliant. <laughs> I, starting off the album with a brutal beatdown, did not. I did not like that. And then marching forward, being the heaviest, marching forward, practically being a deathcore song, really let me down. I wanted something anthemic for that closer, especially for a song like "Marching Forward." I was wanting something anthemic. Because for the record, it leaned into that anthemic. Legacy leaned into that more anthemic sound. And then you just go back to brutal deathcore almost. Which is just not my kind thing. Kind of like a Make Them Suffer marching forward. Yeah. I haven't heard that song, so I wouldn't know. But I found myself very disappointed in the opener and closer of this album. When otherwise, there's a couple of misses throughout. But generally, I think the songs are really solid. Uh, Bluebeam, for the record. Um, still sinking. Hope you're happy. My favorite song on here. Uh, reasons and undeserving. I'm not loving, but really, it's the opener and closer that are doing the most damage for me here. Interesting. 
See, I'm at like I haven't saved a single song from this album, but I like want I need to go through and like pick out the songs I like because mm. I do really enjoy what I hear. Just not all of it. <laughs> yeah. I I think that this I, I want to compare this band to versus me almost in the sense that they have they're they're uncovering the sound with the electronic elements in some of these songs that if they could just stick to that same kind of baseline as the debut EP and then incorporate the best parts of this uh, album into it and like the different styles, I think that they've got really something special here. And I think this band is set to be like one of the next big things in metalcore. I mean, they're already at 360,000 monthly listeners after oh, a debut wow. EP and a debut album. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize they were that big. They put on a really good live show. He sounds identical live. Um, still I'm so mad I missed that. Probably top three, maybe top two, at least personally, live show I've ever been to, just in terms of like connection and the vibe and where I was and what I got to do. And yeah, I mean, this is a really, really cool band full of great people who are all really talented. It's just unfortunately the way that those things are coming together for me on some of the tracks in this album leave me kind of questioning it or wanting more, especially when I was wanting so more. On the debut wanting EP. more is definitely how I feel. Yeah. So definitely worth the listen. Um, a lot to enjoy here. Definitely check out the debut EP if you haven't. Um, be on the lookout for this band because I think in an album cycle or two, they're going to be moving up the bill slot very quickly. I could see them competing with like a wage war. Yeah, these guys opening for wage war. I don't know competing necessarily in the same level, but they could be direct support under and I wouldn't even be mad. I think another album or two and they'll be there. I can totally see it. Totally. Let's now talk about one of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to taking a nap. You guys have fun. <laughs> Jacob, do you want to take this one? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, The Devil Wears Prada have released their newest album, Color Decay. Wow. <laughs> See, I feel like I don't want Jake to go away because we need to explain to him why this album is so good. That's I'm what I'm saying. Bad, <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> My man's gone. In I the actually, we Justin, him. you said you listened to this, right? Yeah, I wasn't feeling it. <sighs> Did you have any that you enjoyed? Uh, salt. salt. I'll take That's one. It. That was the that was the song I feel like we were all in agreement. Yep. Uh, for the yeah, it was, it was the one single that we were all it in agreement for. I believe in salt supremacy. <laughs> Jake, you actually saved a couple, right? Yeah, uh, four out of twelve, I think. It's what salt noise broken exhibition. No, it's exhibition salt broken and fire. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So basically, the three softest songs and the opener. <laughs> Huh. But I will say, there are some other mm -hmm. redeemable aspects. Uh, I think the chorus in Watchtower is still really good. Uh, having gotten to hear the that one live when I saw them opening for Barefoot right. earlier this year, definitely has it kind of stuck in my head to a bit more of an extent. Uh, and I remember liking parts of Noise, just not the unclean parts, which is where most of my faults come with for this album, yeah. to probably no one's surprise. 
that I don't particularly like the uncleans here. I, as much as this is one of my least favorite albums I've heard this year, because it's just wow. sonically, <laughs> it's just, sonically, oh I'm just my. not liking, I'm not yeah. liking the vocals very much. I came out of this enjoying it more than I expected to. I Very contrasting statement I just said, but it's true. So I also we're, came out of this enjoying gonna... it more than I expected to. We, yes, me too. <laughs> um, me too. So Jake, Jake mentioned Noise real quick. Noise is the best song in this album, right? Sonically. Yes. Sonically, yes. Objectively, yes. Cancer 25. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah actually, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, I have 25, but Cancer is a close second. Yeah. So all that to say that the lyricism on this album is flawless. I have listened to this less than Jacob. I would say I've probably given it a full run through 15, 16 times. I have yet to find a single fault. Not one. Yeah, there's there really isn't. There's there's just nothing. I think that this year in particular, in terms of their respective genres, we have had a lot of defining scene albums that I think are going yeah. to move the scene forward. Yeah. Um, I think this, um, Bad Omens, I think Stand Atlantic for Pop Punk, um, North Lane comes to mind. It feels like that this year, scene music in general is going through like a renaissance almost, where we're getting a lot of really strong, really defining albums that are going to mark the next 10 years of how things sound. I had a revelation, Jacob, the other day, like literally maybe two, three days ago, about why I like this so much. And it's because, because I, I, full disclosure, I do not have a single other Prada song saved besides all 12 on this album, except for one. That's the one that I was going to (laughs) mention. And it's because I was listening to it and I'm like, the lyricism here works so well with the uncleans that I I wish every Prada song sounded like this. (laughs) (laughs) And so this album is effectively that how their sound from sour breath expanded into an album and then executed flawlessly i i think you got elements of it on the act as well but yeah it didn't come with the lyricism right and the the, right. the sadness mm-hmm. this leans more into i mean correct me if i'm wrong i've listened to a lot of prada projects but uh, you know i you're more much more familiar with the band than me that this album leans way more into the cleans than I feel like any of their previous yeah. albums have. Yeah. And it lets the way that the uncleans come across so emotionally with the lyricism, yes. it, it bolsters them to come across even better. I, yeah, this album, instrumentally, vocally, lyrically, it's just like this one, two, three gut punch of impact. In a way that I feel like a lot of other albums this year have succeeded maybe as strongly vocally or as strongly instrumentally. Maybe not quite as strong lyrically. I think that lyrically this is the best album I've heard this year. Um, but that not no other album really has all of that together. Yeah. And this album, it just feels like a 10 out of 10 across the board, which is 
I can't remember the last time that I heard an album no, like this. I, I don't. I don't think I have either. Like, this is, like you said, I think the with the balance of vocals, the mics, the Unclean's vocalist sounds a lot more like desperate almost mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and i think it, that in combination with the the lyricism is what makes it yeah absolutely um i think 25 is probably the best example of that yeah i i never don't get boost boost gumps goosebumps when boost i gumps. when boost i hear gumps. that man bro <laughs> shit <laughs> But like hearing that first verse and the, the 20, way that <laughs> the way that it just sounds so raw when he says twenty five, mm. it's chilling. I mean, this this is an album that I feel like you can appreciate objectively, but the more shit that you've been through, the yeah. better this album becomes. <laughs> and, and also, like, like each song. Is like has like a different reason to be like mm, sad. Mm -hmm. Like you could go to yeah. like pick like like there's a song for like anxiety. There's a song for like relationships. There's a song for which loneliness. one's the anxiety one? I need to re-listen to it. Um, I would say noise. Yeah. Okay, I need to re-listen to it. Yeah, definitely. And even like the death of a friend or loved one, which we talked about, is cancer. Each song is so individual. But it all flows together like so well in the in the yeah. context of the album. I've I I don't ever feel like I'm listening to the album's runtime when I hear it. And it's not even like the runtime is long, but I go from song to song and I get to cancer and I'm like, wait, it's over already? Yeah. Because I was just so engrossed in it every single time I listen. Um and yeah, on the contrary, uh, just going to pop in real quick. Uh, while I listened to this album, I had a lot of enjoyment uh, loving my cat who was taking a nap on my bed. And I got a lot more enjoyment out of playing with my cat than listening to the middle of this album. <laughs> man, okay. come on, man. Um, what a good another cat, thing though. I wanted to say... It was a good cat. Is the singles... I feel like did not paint what this album would be like no. at all. No. And I honestly love it for that. Like we got a glimpse of it with salt, but you kind of like think it's like a one-off kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the album and all of a sudden the album artwork makes total sense. Oh yeah. And actually like it was a really pleasant surprise that the singles didn't represent the album. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sacrifice, even I wasn't super high on it as a single yeah. in the context of the album. Forget about it. Like, yeah, I, yeah, like, like, yeah, even like the single sonically, like I mentioned, mm -hmm. or we you mentioned Sacrifice, um, Sacrifice Watchtower, and even, even Time to an extent. Yeah. Um, uh, all I was like, eh, this is, but then you hear it in the album and you listen to the lyrics, and it's like, wow, this all makes sense. Nothing, you know, I, I feel like, you know, you mentioned um, with it, there's different 
lyric themes, but that it all comes together no matter you know what the theme is. It comes together like a cohesive album. And I feel like I just want to kind of call back to how we just talked about Until I Wake, that it dealt with different things, but I feel like with Until I Wake, you could have switched any of those songs around for the most part into a different like track listing, and it would have been fine. I don't think you could rearrange a single song on here. Mm. I think it just works perfectly as it, especially the way that the vocals kind of trade off on the last four where you have something as as raw and unclean's focus is 25 followed by the mellow kind of renewing fire where it's cleans into uncleans and hallucinate into yeah. mostly cleans and cancer i, I love that like I think Fire is the softest song on the album. And then it goes yeah. straight into Hallucinate, which is yeah. the heaviest song on the album. And to me, that represents the like the two polar, I, I don't want to say opposites, but the two sides of the feelings of this album yes. that the cleans and uncleans can mean two different things at any given point, but they can also work in tandem to create just like the greatest thing you've ever heard. <clears throat> Noise. God, I want to give a special shout out to Exhibition too, because right. I think... That breakdown, with the mid breakdown call out of Step Back, yeah, yeah, is like my favorite mid breakdown call out I've ever heard. <laughs> there is nothing that gets me more hype than hearing that Step Back in the middle of it. I love it for me. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that I think too, Exhibition, Exhibition, um, Concrete Jungle, and Dream State by Dayseeker all exist in the same state of existence for me in the sense that they all have this same kind of breakdown that feels like it's chugging along rather than a drop if that yes. makes sense and i think that that's probably one of my favorite trends of the album openers that i've it's like to come out of this year and that music evolution exhibition is probably my second favorite song on here and i wish i had more to say about it but even it being my second favorite song i don't have much to add and i've Again, I think that's more a testament to how much you guys have fell in love with this album. And just that there's so much you guys have already said that there's not much that someone like me can't add at this point. I think sonically, my favorite moment on the album is um, in Noise, mm -hmm. where it, it, it's like the breakdown. It's like, I can't sleep, the sky is falling, yes. the noise is calling. And then after that, cycle they sit repeated a bunch of times it goes straight into the chorus yes yeah noise in general just has so many of my favorite moments on here i think it's got my favorite chorus especially the second half of the chorus it goes we never even know what we could have been you know when he kind of raises that note just a little bit yeah but i i want to point out like lyrical moments from this album but there's yeah. way too many well I, i've got <laughs> you know? i've got 25 mm -hmm. and i think i gotta die this is the, the song i want to dive into a little bit lyrically yeah, just for, for the it. review where the way i interpret it personally is like uh, it's like a broken relationship and one party's leaving the other and the perspective is this of the song is of the person who got who was left alone and they're dwelling on hoping for this person to come back and it's a battle with those like mixed feelings of like letting go and clinging on to hope and mm -hmm. then eventually letting that person go and accepting it's over, but not regretting the time you spent with them because like it was, it taught you a valuable lesson or 
Um, and it's, I don't know if it's like, it's a really complex feeling that I'm trying to describe. No, but it makes sense. I, and it's go, 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 go. Sorry. And yeah, I, don't know, I feel like I'm not doing it a justice, but I think the way that uh, Prada does it is like so, so masterfully done and mm. it resonates so well with me. I think you and I interpreted 25 in distinctly opposite ways. Well, yeah. <laughs> How'd you interpret it then? Well, I interpret it from the perspective of the person who got laughed rather than the person yeah, who yeah. did the leaving. No, no. I, I interpreted the, the person oh, who, oh, who got left. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Sorry. Sorry. I, yeah, yeah. No, I, that, I think the line for me there, we already mentioned the first verse, but the agony on by april the snow was melting mm. oh wow <laughs> this whole album is likes one to big do, wow do that like like with um i can't remember what the lyric was but something about like in october in, in the last track of uh the act this i think it's spiderhead the they mentioned october it's like prada really likes to mention months of the year don't they <laughs> Well, and I think that allows, because I, I, it's almost like a catch-all, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I feel the same way about um, a garden song called Inside that's kind of like my go-to whenever I'm feeling depressed or anxious, that it mentions November. And it's kind of like, well, if something didn't happen for you regarding the relationship in that month, you can still relate to the sentiment of the song. But yeah. by giving somebody a specific month, you open yourself up to this whole wide group of listeners that could say, oh, shit, I remember this happened to me in October, or I felt the relationship yeah, yeah. falling apart in April. And then you connect to it on a whole new well, level, just opens up this whole well, new world. For me, it did happen in April, so oh, it's kind of like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could be here for hours. Yeah, I, I, could, yeah, I, 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 and I as well. I don't want to be for the sake of, of runtime, but... I we're gonna be talking about this again. Well, yeah, <laughs> from the by the end of the year, and I truly think that this is. I mean, we're only two years into the decade, but this is easily gonna be one of the greatest, most defining albums to come out of the scene this decade, and has easily worked its way into my top ten favorite albums of all time. Oh, yeah, I mean, for truly, sure a perfectly flawlessly executed album that's really unlike anything else i've heard this year i i know we wanted to end but i think we have to talk about cancer yeah yeah you know what? that's a that's a good note to end it on the closer the album the closer the discussion i god i don't want to fuck it up so let me pull the exact thing um i hope that it's cancer and not something else because i don't need any more things i don't want to talk about that at this point, you're so sick of having to think about all the things that have gone wrong or that are wrong with you. And at this point, you're just hoping that it's cancer so it'll kill you so you don't have to deal with the agony of living through all those things anymore. Like, just such well, a... We interpreted it different ways. Well, how did you, how did you interpret it? Well, I, well, I read the what the song was about, so I kind of cheated, but... Oh. <laughs> um so you're telling me i'm wrong <laughs> well no no because it's all subjective just talking with you yeah it's like a a story about a, a hero of the keyboardist he wrote the song the keyboardist mm -hmm. wrote the song and he died of 
an illness and they're in the they don't know how he died and basically he's the keyboardist's vote is hoping that he didn't die he died of natural causes mm. rather than he killed himself or something like that because he struggled with mental illness and so the whole song is about like hoping that they died of natural causes rather than mm. than mental illness i remember reading that lyric of i hope it's cancer and mm. as someone that has only listened to this album through once because as i said not really my thing it my, requires context yeah <laughs> it really my, does <laughs> my rough interpretation of just reading that line by itself my assumption was that like i hope it's cancer in the sense of like i hope that you died to something like to something that i know rather than the unknown mm-hmm like if someone dies from cancer that's like something that's a lot more normal whereas like if someone passes away and you don't really know why like you're kind of wondering maybe i wish it was just cancer so i knew how they went yeah i I have no idea if that's accurate at all that's just my for what the album is meant to me and i think that's really influenced the way that i hear cancer but i think that because of what it means to me i my interpretation of it makes the song all the more impactful for me when it's already like a you know everything leading up to it and then getting to that i mean it's it's an impactful enough and emotional song as it is when you listen to the 11 tracks before it and you finally get to it it's just the most raw cathartic emotional experience i this album is an experience truly I mean, I, I hear some of these songs in my playlist and I'm like, okay, they're good. But then I hear them in the album and it's just cold yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah. Or it's definitely an made, album. You listen to 11 songs and you get to track 12 and you're numb to everything you're hearing. <laughs> or you mean tapped out at track three. Man. Damn. Two you're doing yourself a disservice. Mind. And that, that raw emotional outro. Yeah. Yeah, just oh this album's a fucking masterpiece i think i just talked myself into making it my album of the year (laughs) (laughs) uh should we talk about these last few albums then yeah let's switch let's switch vibes entirely entirely. yeah we've talked about this for probably like half an hour almost so uh electric cowboy have dropped their album techno Choo-choo, motherfuckers, no more sad times. I think that's a oh, quote from the breakdown of Techno Train. <laughs> yes, kind of. <laughs> Choo-choo-choo-choo. Yup. Uh, this is a fun album. It's just fun. It is. This I don't album... remember much of it, but it's fun. It might have the least substance of any album I've heard all year. But it's good dance music. It is the yeah. <laughs> it is the least substantial, most fun album you will hear all year. D- isn't there? Some, I don't have it written down, but there's some like "You Make My Spaghetti Ready" or something like that. Yeah, I think that was in Techno Train. I think so. Yeah, Techno Train is probably the horniest song on here, <laughs> um, which is saying a lot. Uh, you want to hear yeah. my stupid interpretation of Hurricane? Sure. It's if Lorna Shore covered the Wii Sports theme. 
Wait. What the? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. You know, somehow it makes it makes no sense, <laughs> but you're completely right. All right, so listen uh, to the first like 30 seconds of that song before the outro. We sports. I'm, I'm so yeah? glad we're reviewing this after product. This is like, yeah. oh, dude. <laughs> dude, I, I, I didn't, I had never looked at the lyrics to Hurricane. Yeah, me I'm pretty okay. sure it's about necrophilia. It's in German. Half it's of it Ger- is. The other half is like. She's dead, she's horny, kill me, baby, I wanna fuck. Is, I think, like a direct quote. <laughs> right, okay, but on. sonically, but sonically, though, <laughs> you get the Wii Sports menu theme covered by Lorna Shore. Yeah? yeah. I don't hear the Lorna Shore, but... She's Death hungry... Death let, me, let, me re- let me read you these hurricane lyrics. She's hungry, she's horny, she's longing for flesh. Oh, honey, I'm ready to die. You feast on my blood, my bones, my guts. Like a zombie. Yeah, choke. She's the love of my life. I cannot resist. Eat me alive. Your necrotic face is the one that I like. You're rot. You're my rotten queen. Your hands in my heart. Marry me. Like. <laughs> I think oh, the short comparison is pretty accurate. No. <laughs> what it is is you hear the heavy and you're like, damn, this is too heavy for me, Lorna Shore. <laughs> yeah, that's it, dude. Uh... There, I get there like, is like sacrifice vibes. Yeah, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, there's only two deathcore bands that exist. There's only and two deathcore bands that work. Chelsea Grin and Shore. Shore. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, for me, those are my two favorites. So, um, that's a lot of disrespect to um Necrogoblicon Flesh Mask <laughs> and um Urethral uh, Death Mark. So it's very <laughs> disrespectful to uh, Whitechapel, who made a very <laughs> true in the valley. So. There's like so much and so little to unpack here that I almost have nothing to say. <laughs> Do you want to know my favorite that, part of this that's, album? That's yeah, that, that's a very good way to cover it. My <laughs> favorite part of this album comes from one of my least favorite songs in Spaceman. Okay, that electronic breakdown gives yeah. me life. That is the best part of this album. I transcend. I get chills, and then I completely touch out as soon as Finch starts rapping again. You know, pump it really grew on me yeah pump it's my favorite song on the album we got the moves is still mine fuck boys mine i think the first four tracks are the best easily the singles all the singles <laughs> yeah and the rest they're fun and i'm listening to it and i'm vibing and i'm like shit i have really no urge to ever come back to this ever again arrow of glove grew on me as soon as i saw the music video for it i'm gonna shoot you in the face with my arrow of love <laughs> yeah yeah I, honestly, I feel like Electric Cowboy is kind of like a singles band. Kind of in the same way that, like, Brain yeah. to the Horizon are just doing singles. Or that Falling in Reverse are really focusing on, like, the single hype. I don't think I would be mad if Electric Cowboy just did that. Yeah, just, but like, I don't have, think... They, I have think it one works new too song with their, from them. With their, with their, like, style. Like, a party yeah. band. It, it does yeah. work with them. Just, to, like, drop one new song every three to four months. I almost feel like that works better than dropping a full album like this. Because if you can sensationalize it even more than with a full album i agree you can yeah. get sillier and that's the highlight of this band is how stupid and silly they make it well but i think the counterpoint good. to that is that any of these songs could have really been singles in the same yeah. way that the first four were and it just yeah. feels like it's 10 singles which you know what fuck it it's 30 minutes in and out it's a good time uh conquer divide coming in again for like arguably feature of the year um yeah i just i 
the problem is that all the songs are equally entertaining and silly and there's we could sit here and talk about how stupid all the lyrics are but we'd be here for about just as long as we were with prada because there's <laughs> there's just so many it's like the opposite it is it's it, it's a polar opposite of prada where there's a lot to unpack but it's because it's like you're listening to it and you're going what the fuck? But it's like, what the fuck? And you're like heads banging and you're like yeah. pumping your head back and it's forth. It's a confused like, oh, yeah. what the fuck. It's a confused it's, what it's the fuck confused, instead of a depressed what yeah, the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, another album I think this month that I'm going to recommend you listen to just because it's half an hour of your time and it's going to be some of the most fun you'll have all year. Hop on the techno train. <laughs> Dude, choo, choo, choo. I, I want to go to like, like a club where they play like metalcore. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's just an electric cowboy concert. Because yeah. <laughs> remember that was supposed to be them conquer divide attack attack and yeah. across the white water tower, which is just a bunch of electronic or plus conquer divide. That would have been a damn good concert. I'm sad that tour had to get dropped. Yeah. But yeah, electric cowboy. They Techno. certainly released an album in the year they released, 2022. They released an album, and you know, I'm glad they did. I don't know if I'll ever be going back to it, but by God, they put out some really fun songs. Yeah. You're making me question the order that I added these albums to the playlist, because I feel like there would have no, been a no, better... No, no, I think it's so good. It works. It's, it's so fantastic. Good. But alternatively, that Prada album was a sucker punch to the gut. Aha! You get it? I get it. Hit me with it, Jake. Maggie Lindemann dropped her debut album, Sucker Punch. What you want is for me, made your place feel alive when you knew you were lying in. You know I'm good at keeping secrets, you know that you're my weakness, and I'll always Oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this caught me off guard. I didn't realize this was releasing this month. And it ended up being my favorite album of the month. Almost uncontested. Wow. I really liked I mean... As someone that has raved about Mothica and Demi Lovato for the past two months, I almost feel like this shouldn't come as a surprise. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> this is more of the same that those two albums have delivered on, except this is the angstiest version of those of that archetype of pop rock. Uh, you get songs like uh, Casualty of Your Dreams, She Knows It, I'm So Lonely With You, Break Me, my favorite song on the album, which we talked about a few months ago, Novocaine, there's a lot of angst to this album that I really enjoyed. And also lyrically, there's a lot of lyrics that you can grab onto pretty easily. Um, in uh, Casualty of Your Dreams, uh, there's no need for apologies because honestly, fuck your honesty, I'm done. I really liked that lyric. Uh, and then in probably my, one of my, I'd say my top three are Break Me, Casualty of Your Dreams, and Self-Sabotage. Uh, which has a really awesome chorus. I, the melody of self-sabotage in the chorus is insane. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I know I'm going to fuck it up with you and me. Shit's never going my way. Now I'm drowning in blame. You could call it self-sabotage. There's a lot of depth to this album. It, it's like kind of surface level depth, which is a weird oxymoron kind of, but it makes sense and it works. And by the end of the album, you feel like you've gone through something. Probably not to the same extent that Prada made you guys feel, but to me, this is really accessible and it's fitting in perfectly with like the pop punk nostalgia that's been going on. Um, but this is like 
an angstier version of it all that I really enjoyed. Uh, the only song I didn't particularly care for uh, comes right in the middle with We Never Even Dated. It's just an acoustic song, and it's pretty well known at this point that those types of just acoustic songs that don't really build to anything don't do much for me. But overall, I think there's a lot to like about this album, and it's very accessible. And, I mean, we talked about uh, Demi Lovato and Black Bear last month as well. Um, I think you guys you guys like the Black Bear album a decent amount. I think you guys would probably latch on to this album in a similar extent. Mm-hmm. Um, just... There's a lot to like here. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about it, other than that I just really enjoyed it from top to bottom. I didn't get around to this, but I've heard. I've well, I I did get around to parts of it, but and from what I've heard, I do. It is something I'm gonna check out. Nice. I like to hear it. I like to hear it. Derek, I will do you have be checking this thoughts? out. I will be checking this out. I wanted to. And I'm sad because I got to everything else and I didn't get to this. So, but I will be. And when I do, you will be the first to know. (laughs) Great. Uh, Before we wrap up, if there is one thing that is holding this album back, it's the end of the album. And not specifically the closer, it's the last three songs. Hear Me Out is fine, but how could you do this to me in Cages? Fall kind of flat. Cages has grown on me a little bit. Uh, it's a very anthemic closer, but again, it's just not holding up to the strength that this album opened with and take me nowhere. Casualty of your dream, self-sabotage. I'm so lonely with you. Break me. That first half of the album is so fucking strong and the back half just doesn't hold up to me, which is unfortunate, but, uh, again, it's a debut album. Uh, and Maggie Lindman's been making music for a while now. I definitely have some back, uh, back catalog to check out as well. Um, but th- this was a solid debut album that I really enjoyed and uh, pleasantly surprised to be saying this is my favorite album of the month. Set the line. He said it. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I certainly did. Let's move on to our final album. Novelists FR have dropped their new album, Deja Vu. Where to begin with this one? It's fine. That's this one the, way to start. Yeah. This. Oh, I really, I, I really don't want to say this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Mm-hmm. This should have been an EP. No. I see it. I don't know if I necessarily agree. Would this have been one of the best EPs I've heard all year if it was an EP? Hell, fucking yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think it makes sense to be an album. I think the interlude gimmick almost works. There's just too much of it. I think if you take out two of the interludes, you leave three of the interludes in here, just remove two of them, I'd say you probably get rid of, like, um, I would get rid of Air and probably Colas. I don't remember the interludes super well, but I remember liking Bias and I remember liking May. Take out one of the other three interludes, and I think this album works a lot better. The interludes almost, they take you out of the experience a little bit. Uh, yeah. But I feel like that's only because there's too much of it. Because the, like, going from Smokesniggles into May into Heretic, I liked that. That worked for me. But because it's every other song, it's like, it becomes so predictable mm. that yeah. 
you know what's going to happen that it's like okay i just finished the song now i get to wait two minutes whereas with other interludes on other albums there's almost an element of randomness to it that makes them work better whereas in this the predictability of the interludes and when they're going to happen and roughly how they're going to sound as an interlude definitely kind of takes me out of the experience i i don't know if all of like the i don't like the criticism i think it's warranted but i feel like it's being overblown that's kind of where my stance is yeah i'm gonna agree with that and i think that actually to be quite honest if this album only had what is it it's smoke signals heretic made by design the answer terrorist you were so it's like what seven seven songs and the rest are interludes honestly i'll be really i think that's fine for an album i think that the the idea of this album is fine i would take an album with seven real songs and interludes like this any day of the week i, you, you, I think you, that's i think that's fair yeah i my problem my problem is this is two of like this is one of two albums and they might be doing this again you know what if they do it again it's fine i i really enjoyed this i think that it could have been executed a little better in the sense that some of the interludes if they're not going to transition seamlessly from song to song then they should set up the vibe of the next one maybe a little bit better and i think I'm think, that i'm they, thinking like a what it cost into like a villain type thing kind of yeah embers glow into color yeah black. yeah but i mean those those two like a one-off and ultimately like the album's trying to create an experience i think that's the purpose of, of instrumental interludes like that because i honestly i think this band is more talented way more talented instrumentally than vocally and yeah. i so when they go in and they show off what they can do instrumentally or what they can do with production like that's that's fine i really like it and i think that if the interludes work together between track to track or they set up the the next song after it, which they succeeded at some points. I think sometimes they didn't. That this idea of a what twelve track album with seven songs and five interludes is fine. Um, and I don't mean fine like it's okay. I mean like it's fine like it's acceptable, and I'm I'm completely down for it. I just don't know if the execution is all there, but at yeah. the same time. I really enjoyed this for what it is, and I would be completely down to listen to all 12 tracks on repeat because the seven songs, including the two new ones, are all good. And the interludes are all good. And even if they aren't perfectly bringing everything together in the way that, you know, like a top 10 or album of the year contender would, they still work enough. And I really don't understand why people are so mad about it. I don't. I don't. I think if, honestly, if somebody's mad at this, I'm just going to assume that they can't appreciate music. I'm just going to be super real what, and upfront. It's like I'm the same people say, who are mad at bad omens. <laughs> what I'm going to say is I appreciate them for taking a risk, but yeah, but like you said, the execution definitely it could have been better. Yeah. needs work. But there are people on r slash metalcore that are up in arms about this, right? Like they're fucking angry. Yeah. Like, where am I? Where am I? Yeah, whatever. Just say you want verse chorus, verse chorus breakdown and go for like twelve tracks. Like I I want more bands to take risks like this because even if it's not if it didn't come across perfectly, maybe in the way that they wanted it to, I still think it was pretty successful and I love the idea of it. And I want more bands to take risks like this. People were mad at bad omens because they went soft. Like I 
Ugh. I, I get mad when people get mad at bands for, for experimenting. That's for all. me personally, I think like I listen to music because I connect with the lyrics a lot. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably where this bugs me a little. Yeah. 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 This was like one of my, my most, I think it was my most anticipated September album mm. when like at the start of September or whatever. And I think it was you who told me, Derek, that it's five instrumentals. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's a little bit of a letdown for me. Well, so. I think something that'll be interesting is how the second album sounds. Yes, and that is that is what I think that's going to shape a lot of opinions. Yes, because the other thing then is if there's another twelve track album, and it's the same kind of seven five split or similar. If you take maybe two interludes. And the best songs off of both, or even just all the songs, like the regular songs off of both, and put them together and you get a phenomenal album. It's like, okay, why couldn't you have done it in the first place type of thing, you know? So I really think that it depends on how they execute the second album. We're not seeing the full picture yet, and I feel like once we do, we'll have a better idea on, like, what were they really trying to do here? But yeah, Yeah. like, like we had, like, the highest praise for, I think, every single here. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should highlight the new songs in Made by Design and The Answer. Because we, mm. we've been talking very very broadly about just yes. like the whole structure. Made by Design and The Answer are both really good songs. I think particularly yes. Made by Design. Yeah. I think I Made agree. by Design was my favorite on the album. Interesting. Including the singles. I think mine is probably still Terrorist. That bluesy solo is way too actually, good to ignore. It's such a hard decision, actually. It is, because the it seven is. songs that aren't interludes are all fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I'm going to go with Heretic just because of the feature. It's between yeah. Heretic and Terrorist for me. I, I've, I've flip-flopped multiple times. I would say so, yeah. Probably the same for me. I mean, overall, novelists are doing a really good thing here. The songs that are regular songs on here are fucking phenomenal. And I like, instrumentally, the interludes. I don't think that the concept was executed as successfully as maybe they hoped or as other people would have hoped, but I still think that it's a great idea, and I'm happy that, if nothing else, we got a band that's trying something like this. You know, like we were talking about with Prod and everything, there are a couple scene-defining albums that are coming out and pushing the genres forward, and I think that this is not on that same level, obviously, but another idea that can kind of work to serve that same function to say, okay, well, what if we tried this, you know, rather than doing the same old, same old. I can safely say this is my favorite novelist album. I'd say so too. Yeah. Even with the interludes, I enjoyed them a lot. I agree. This is also the only one I've heard. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I always have to discredit myself somehow. (laughs) I think that's a wrap though. It is. It is. I never want to record at 2 p.m. again. (laughs) (laughs) On one hand, I like having the rest of my evening. On the other hand, I wanted a coffee before we did this. (laughs) I should have got a coffee. I did myself a disservice. You get your coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am really stoked for October, though. Looking ahead, September was bottom two month of the year for me in terms of new music it's it's with april as just very underwhelming across the board i think album wise this month was significantly stronger but single wise this month was significantly weaker than april but october though looking forward though 
Yeah, I think <laughs> next month is going to be, be crazy. For October for albums is kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm, look- I'm looking forward to October musically, review-wise. <laughs> Maybe not as much. Might need multiple coffees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shit. A few hundred. A few yeah. hundred coffees. I think that's just gonna just about do it. Any other last comments you guys want to throw out before we wrap up tonight? No, nothing um, that comes to mind. I've said, God knows we've said a lot. <laughs> God knows well, those two won't shut up. <laughs> true. Well, uh, shout out to all y'all who listen to us ramble about music for hours on end every month. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on socials. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help us get to 100 subscribers before the end of the year because that'd be awesome. Uh, and we'll be back with our October recap next month. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. See you. Bye-bye.